This is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, it is The Monty Show. Happy Wednesday, June 28th. 2023 already the last Wednesday of July. Wednesday. Unbelievable, man. We are seven days a full week into summer. Here on the Monty Show, presented by the Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. You never pay a penny to talk to an attorney for free. It's that simple. You don't pay to get the best legal advice in the business at theadvocates.com where you can chat with an attorney live online for free right now at theadvocates.com. Um, apparently, we're wearing sunglasses, Jake. Um, what? We wondered how long it would take you guys to notice, and apparently uh, Bryce Martin says men in black. Uh, Saul Goodman says men in black. Raider Mark, uh, Raider Mark says pew pew. Uh, future is so bright. Uh, brass bowls. Uh, wow. Wow. <laughs> so it's gonna be that kind of show. Brass balls says the glare must be awesome to be wearing sunglasses. Bro. Kdu with the emoji. Bob Holsey says Jake looks like the FBI. Yeah. You got a warrant there? Yeah. That you box got checked? Yeah. Look, you Bob. Know. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Mr. Preston says, blue blocker shades. I love it, casuals. Should we try to go the whole show? What do we think? Why don't you go the whole show? I'll take off the okay. douche goggles, which you... I, I love these sunglasses. The Oakley douche goggles are amazing. I, I don't know that people can take my take seriously. In sunglasses. I'm not, I'm not they, sure. But the, the, they don't take them seriously when you're not wearing sunglasses. So what do you have to lose? <coughs> okay. 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 Uh, <laughs> Starry says feds, feds, feds. Uh, you know, is what it is. Uh, Larry Pilgrim says another sponsor. We have, we have many sponsors on the show. Um, that's what we're, we're professional. We're like in business. We do yeah, this for a living, know, you know, so we have people who support the show. Right, right. right Larry, right. you seem, why is Larry Pilgrim so pissed off? Yeah, all Larry, the time? what's the problem, bro? Larry, you just seem very serious all the time. Like, do you, have you ever, and I, I know I'm, and I'm not trying to be a jerk, but this is a serious question. Everybody shh, be quiet. Okay. Larry, Lair. Lair bear. Lair. Hey, Lair bear. Have you ever laughed? Do you know what laughing is? Have you? No. You don't? Okay. No. I'm, I'm just asking. Because, Lair, you seem very serious. But always good to see you. You know. Uh, Aaron says everything runs through Lubbock. Let's not get carried away. Yeah, chill out. Okay, you know. Chill out. You know. Uh, Sebesta says, Corey Hart. Do you know that reference? No. I wear my sunglasses. Oh, yeah, I know that, that song. Night. I can't believe you don't know who it, Corey Hart, another one. I know the song, okay? K2 says fart track. No, no. Um, Christopher Shannon says you guys get LASIK. Bing. I got Not LASIK 20 something years ago. Scariest thing I've ever seen. Uh, Aaron says Monty is taking a grumper. 
Uh, sorry, what's a grumper? I, I don't I don't know. Um, Joseph says FBI two holes. That's right. That's right. Thank you. Yes. You know. Yes. There you go. Uh, when you listen to the intro music for too long, Connor yeah. says you got to put on sunglasses. <laughs> you know. Uh, Truck Stop Gumby. I didn't know Monty was being uh, joined by Joliet Jakey two holes today. <laughs> Do you know what Joliet Jake no. is? Oh, wow. Sorry if you're offended by that. The Blues Brothers. Oh, well, yeah, I know the, the Blues, Blues Brothers. Brothers. Dude. You know, the Blues. The, 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 anyway. Um, Shybone says burning a mule. Okay, I mean you do you. Where where and what you do while you listen to this show is fine. Uh Domer Wop, what's up, Domer? Good to see you, my guy. Monty, you are brilliant. Love you, Paisan. Hey, let's go, Capicola. Where is he? Capicola. You know. Anyway. <laughs> people man, being Italian is real. Um, being Arizona is apparently real as well. Uh, to kick off our daily as the Pac-12 burns. This is pretty remarkable. And listen, I think on this show, we've tried to be pretty down the middle. We, we, and I know every Pac-12 fan's like, oh, Big 12 ain't on. And I know every Big 12 fan's like, oh, you, you're a Pac-12 homer. <laughs> we try to be right down the middle. We report the news. I am neither a Big 12 or a Pac-12 fan. I have the luxury. Well, it's not really a luxury, but of being a Notre Dame fan, right? So I am a- Because it's garbage. I am a noted Notre Dame fan. Right, right. Uh, We never win anything and won't for many years. Uh, But it is remarkable to watch this Pac-12 story unfold and to see what's going on and to see how things are playing out at Arizona because I actually think Arizona has been the most outspoken program. Uh, Now, I mean, I guess if Kirk Schultz is a program, he'd be close at Washington State. But I think you've had the president, you've had the athletic director, and now you have the head football coach at Arizona on the record commenting about the Pac-12 TV deal. Arizona's going to have a place to go. Mm-hmm. That's what I tell our recruits. <laughs> Be all right. That's what I tell our donors. <laughs> That's what I tell our families of you know, current personnel. Mm-hmm. We have a great brand. And we have a great basketball program, we have a great softball program, a great baseball program, and I believe we have the opportunity to have an incredible football program. Yeah. We're fine. Yeah. Where we play <laughs> our road games, we'll wait and see for our president. But um, we are locked in and loaded for this season, and um, we're going to try to just be where our feet are, which is right now in the Pac-10. That's unbelievable. That is Jed Fish, the football coach at Arizona saying that, yeah, we'll be somewhere. It's what I'm telling recruits. Now, I'm going to play this again because I think it's that unbelievable. But before I play this from Jed Fish, let's go down memory lane, right? Let's go down memory memory lane. And when you go back and look at comments on the record from, I don't know, like President Robbins, remember last week, when the now infamous who will never be named on this show again reported there was a grant of rights and President Robbins at Arizona said... When I landed, I saw some reporter said, is this true? And it was a, a, a tweet uh, from one of the other reporters saying the deal with the big the, the uh, Pac-12 is done. Uh, details to follow. And, and so my answer was... I've not been informed about any of the information in this tweet. 
Okay, so the Pac-12 deal is not done. And you know that previously, President Robbins has gone to great lengths to, you know, to, to make sure that everybody understands that he likes the Big 12. You know, like a, the league's powerhouse basketball brands are the basis for some affinities. Right. Right, and it's heavily dependent on George Klyovkov and his team negotiating a good media deal uh, for us to stay competitive. Right, that's President Robbins at Arizona. And you'll, of course, I, I, I mean, of course... Of course, you guys remember Dave Hickey, the athletic director at Arizona. I'm not sure how to say it because it might change tomorrow, but we're faced with a new and ever-changing um, you know, world and conference alignments. But we'd like to be with the Pac-12 and continue the great tradition of the conference. But if not, there will be a new landscape and a new opportunity for the University of Arizona. I mean, a ringing endorsement to, I mean... That tells me you're all in on something, whether it's the Pac-12 or not, mm -hmm. right? And then, so now we've heard from the president saying, hey, we love the Big 12, that powerhouse basketball brand. We've heard from the athletic director, wow, if we're not in the Pac-12, we'll be somewhere. Um, and Jed Fish from the... Next up with Adam Brenneman podcast. Podcast. When asked what's going on with the Pac-12 said... Arizona's going to have a place to go. Mm -hmm. and that's what I tell our recruits. <laughs> Be all right. That's what I tell our donors. That's what I tell our families of you know, current personnel. Mm -hmm. We have a great brand. And we have a great basketball program. We have a great softball program. A great baseball program. And I believe we have the opportunity to have an incredible football program. Yeah. We're fine. Yeah. Where we play <laughs> our road games, we'll wait and see for our president. But um, we are locked in and loaded for this season, and um, we're going to try to just be where our feet are, which is right now in the pack 10. Dude. And then he's like the pack 10. Pack 10. <laughs> are, are, like, what do you make of this? I am so surprised. One, why is Jed Fish on a podcast? Because he's going to get asked about it. That was my first question, too. Why? And why is Arizona so unwilling? Because Jed Fish could easily say, hey, man, you know what? We're in the Pac-12 and, you know, Pac we, we uh, Pac-10, um, <laughs> you know, uh, we, this conference, it used to have 12 members and it's going to have 10, uh, you know, conference of champions and shit. Like, he could have gone on and he could have said, hey, dude. Yeah. You know, it's the Pac-12. We love it here. Right. I, you know, we're going to get it worked out. Everything's going to be fine. But instead, he said, nah, we'll be somewhere. That's what I'm telling our recruits. That's what I'm telling our donors. We'll be somewhere. So wait, I'm sorry. Did you just say that you are talking to recruits about the fact that you're not going to be in the Pac-12? Um. Because um, that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. And this is not the first time President Robbins or the second time Dave Hickey, the athletic director at Arizona. No, this is the third time Jed Fish, somebody of influence and significance at Arizona, Jake, is talking about leaving the Pac-12. Yeah, I just think that, you know, Jed Fish, 
A, there was no reason for him to do this podcast. B, I don't know why they continue to talk. I mean, I, I can only think that it's to further the narrative of getting to the Big 12. Like, I, I, I don't know, like, what other reason, what other impetus you would have to to jump on a podcast, uh, one that I might add has a decent following to it. This is no small little grain of sand. Like, this isn't, like, you know, an ASU podcast that nobody follows, right? Like, this is a this has some you know, some credibility to it. And, and so you jump on this podcast, you say what you said and for what? Because ultimately the dude's going to ask you the questions he needs to ask, or he should, right? That's the expectation that, Hey, the reporter, the interviewer, the host, you know, whoever is going to ask you the questions that they need to ask you to do a proper interview. And ultimately, it's your job to play the game and and answer the question in a certain type of way. And if you go and find the full interview, the interviewer even says, hey, I have to ask you this, and I know you're probably going to give me the canned PR answer. He literally said that. Yet, Jed Fish still insisted on saying, no, 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 I'll answer it. We'll be fine. You know, no matter what, we're going to have a place to go. Arizona is a strong brand. He does, like, you guys understand, they're making a, 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 a very intentional choice to say the things that they're saying at the time they're saying it, the way they're saying it. You notice you haven't heard from Colorado recently. Why might that be? Well, they're probably having conversations, right? So Arizona is very confident and where they're at and how they're going to handle this thing. And they have not wavered, e like, even a little bit. In fact, I would say they are, are in the handful of schools in this conference that seem very much in line, like, like president, AD, head football coach, all saying the same thing pretty much, you know? Now, I'll give Dave Hickey credit, the athletic director at Arizona. Yeah, hey, he handled it pretty much as professionally and yeah. as polished as you possibly could. Love the Pac-12, but... You know, again, the 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 landscape is ever changing. So who knows? Yeah, I don't know, and I I I am surprised by this. I really am. I just don't see the upside of it. And I understand that Jed Fish is trying to get Arizona football run. I think they're going to be a better team. He's clearly brought in more talent. Like I get all that. I I don't understand not avoiding the question because I think you're exactly right. We listened to a good part of that conversation, and this host Adam. Wiener Schnitzel, Brenneman, same thing, um, who said, hey, I know you're going to give me a canned answer. He essentially said, I know you can't answer this, but I have a responsibility to ask you, which he did. Which I totally respect. And he asked him, and Jed Fish said, yeah, we're going to be somewhere. That's amazing. That's, uh, 10. that's amazing that Jed Fish actually went out of his way to answer the question. Yeah, and it kind of furthers the idea and the conversation point. And the narrative that, yeah, Arizona is very comfortable uh, going to the Big 12. Now, I'm again, yeah. I'm not saying that that will happen, but what I am def definitely saying, and I hope people don't get this confused, I am definitely saying they are comfortable with the concept of being in the Big 12. I am not saying that that's going to happen. If I, I think we don't know what's going to happen, to be completely honest with yeah. you. But I do think if, you know, let's say... But today's Wednesday, the 28th. Everyone's going out of town, going on vacation. When everyone gets back, 
I would not be surprised if there were a decision made and a week from now, Arizona, 10 days from now, Arizona said, yeah, you know, we got the media rights deal. It wasn't what we wanted. So here's what we're going to do about it. I mean, that's I mean, that's a very real possibility. By the way, some people want to know if uh, you have pink eye and somebody farted on your pillow. And I I'm going to further the bro. narrative because I believe. Well, I made that up. Nobody <laughs> asked that question. I you have pink eye, right? <laughs> That's what <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I have pink eye. Yeah. I you know no no no, it's not pink eye, it's costas eye. Costas eye. Costas eye. Thank you. People like the sunglasses. I mean, should I take them off yet or what do you think? I mean, we've only made it 16 minutes. I no, mean, we're I not think even you an should keep them yet. on. I think you should keep them on. Aaron Wilson says uh, Jakey Cool Shades laying it down. Yeah. Jakey Cool Shades. Yeah, come on. You know. That's what I'm saying. Before I get to your comments, let me re let me play this video one more time. It's Jed Fish on on next up with Adam Brenneman. Thank you. Uh, the podcast. And he was asked about the Pac-12 situation. Was given an avenue to dodge the question. And instead said. Arizona's going to have a place to go. Mm -hmm. and that's what I tell our recruits. <laughs> we'll be all right. That's what I tell our donors. <laughs> that's what I tell our families of you know, current personnel. Mm -hmm. We have a great brand. And we have a great basketball program, we have a great softball program, a great baseball program, and I believe we have the opportunity to have an incredible football program. Yeah. We're fine. Yeah. Where we play <laughs> our road games, we'll wait and see for our president. But um, we are locked in and loaded for this season, and um, we're going to try to just be where our feet are, which is right now in the Pac-10. Where we play our road games, well, we'll just wait and see for our president. And the line that stands out there is, hey, we'll be somewhere that that's when I'm telling our recruits. That hurts, dude. Like, I, I don't see any way around that. Let's I get your... I have to say it's honest, though. It is. I mean, it's honest. Like, if you're recruiting right now, like, you aren't, like, isn't, you know, Whittingham and Dion and all these head coaches, are you not... So, like, dude, is Lincoln Riley not being like, yeah, dude, we're going to the Big Ten. Not this year, but next year. Dude. Join the program now. Yeah. Yeah, I, and it, it, it's amazing. And he had energy through it. He had zip. He had pep. And that tells me that he takes buckshot from bucked Dude, up energy. You're not even playing. That's what it tells me. It's time. Every day at this time on the show, we pounded bucked up buckshot uh, to power us through the Monty Show. Super easy. And in the description of this show below, cheers, friends. You can get six free buckshots. <sighs> There you have it. Easy peasy. 100 milligrams of caffeine. Clean, long-lasting energy to power you through the rest of your day. That's what Bucked Up's all about. The best products. And guys, I, I, I am again amazed um, that when you look at the products that they put out and you look at Bucked Up, and for instance, I am not a protein bar guy. Mm -hmm. These Buck Bars are unbelievable. They taste good. I eat two of them every day. I had one for dinner last night, was not hungry, went to the driving range this morning, came home, ate breakfast at 10 o'clock. It was amazing to realize, hey, I had a buck bar at 7.30 last night and no issues because they're filling. They give you the perfect energy. It's great to refuel with a buck bar, reliable energy, reliable nutrition with clean ingredients. I'm telling you, it's what Bucked Up is all about. It's a lifestyle. Go and get it right now. But take advantage of the free samples. Go get the free sampler pack of Buck Bars. They'll send them right to your front door. Um, you can also go to any 
bucked up location if you're in the state of Utah from Farmington Station. Uh, we personally shop at South Jordan. The Lehigh store is unbelievable. How good the Lehigh story is. American Fork is great. Like any of the bucked up stores in Utah carry a full line of bucked up products. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show, but in the description below, uh, knock yourself out. Let's get you some free samples of the Buckshot and the Buck Bars. Truly life-changing. They are fantastic. Bucked up, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. Stephen Smith gives us a $20 tip to say. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, I listened to the Locked On Pac-12 with Kenzano today, and I have three thoughts. One, Kenzano seems to be out of his mind to think that since donors uh, for SMU are oil people, they would finance SMU and not and receive zero money. I think we agree with that. I think we agree with that 100%. Yeah. Um, I am probably not going to be able to find the rest of your comments. <laughs> there they are right there, too. Um, the TV deal to get in the conference so that they can support the Pac-12, uh, still believing that they will get more than the Big 12 in a TV deal when his sources are from the Pac-12, um, so to say. And can I find the other one? Yes, here it is. Uh, different things from each other. Three, the lockdown person, when I watched him, seems to always have hope for the Pac-12. This interview with Kenzano, to me, made me realize he was uh, way too much hope Okay, I think that, listen, the Pac-12, Locked On Pac-12, he does a perfectly fine job if that's what you like. Um, he is a, he is a, an Oregon fan. He is passionate about the Pac-12. And hey, man, I think, um, I, 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 I firmly believe that people try their best. The hard part about John Canzano um, is that I just think he said so many crazy off-the-wall things now that just have not been been true. Well, and I think that that particular interview, uh, and I don't mean anything by this, but that particular interview was done in a way where you have a younger person, right? We can all agree this guy's younger. He's a kid, yeah. He's a, he's a young, I, I don't know how old he is. I would say late 20s, maybe, something like that. Um you know, is it, it flat out says in the interview that he's looked up to John Canzano for how long. So this is clearly a situation, no shade against kid, not trying to make it personal, but it's a situation where you have someone on that you admire and you're not going to, you're, you're not going to have that type of interview. It's you're not, not going to ask follow-up questions. Yeah. You're not going to yeah. ask like, and, and that's the hard part with a lot of these things. When Canzano and Wilner had George Klyovkov on their podcast and yes. hey, back of the envelope calculations. Back of the envelope calculations. They clearly idolize George Klyovkov. Like Kanzano and, and Wilner look up to him. That was the beginning of the end of Kanzano's credibility, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it, but the the problem is that it takes you you hear those things, and I think Pac-12 supporters buy into that hook, line, and sinker, which is and, unfortunate. And it is, and you know you you. This is not an easy job to do. I think we've talked about this on the show in the past. Like this, this job is awesome. I am so fortunate to have a, a group of partners that support the show. We have worked really hard to, to build a, an information base, but you know, like you look at the, the PAC 12 Twitter people, it's you, like, you just can't get involved in it. Mm -mm. It is it is the dregs and the, the anger is unbelievable. 
And it's guys like Kenzano and less John Wilner, but Kenzano, who just has, I believe he sold his soul to be a mouthpiece for the Pac-12 and nothing that guy has said has been proven true. Mm-hmm. And he goes on this thing yesterday, and I know this is what we do now in this country where we say, well, hey, I'm the one telling you the truth. You, you watch who you believe and who you listen to because I'm the one telling you the truth. Right. Kenzano said that on that Pac-12 podcast yesterday. John Kenzano has not been right about a single thing in this whole situation. Not a single thing. You look at, again, and you can go back. It's on our channel. Go look at all the stuff we've reported about the Pac-12 TV deal. I think we've been pretty spot on. Mm -hmm. The national media is routinely three days or so behind us. We'll tell you, hey, Amazon's no longer involved in the, in the negotiations at one point. Andrew Marchand, who I think is the bar for media reporters. I would agree. Three days later in the New York Post, Amazon's no longer involved in the, in the media rights negotiations for the Pac-12. Well, and I think that's the other side for folks like Kenzano. You know, and there's a lot of Kenzanos in the world. They're not doing YouTube, meaning to say, hey, the ledger doesn't live forever, right? Whereas on YouTube, it does. And and I think the thing is, is on our show, I, I feel firmly that we have a culture of like, hey, people in the comments will say, oh, you got this wrong, got that wrong. And we usually talk about it. And then they'll go back and listen. They'll be like, oh, well, yeah, actually, I just looked at the thumbnail and I didn't actually listen. So now that I've listened, yeah, you guys got it right. And that happens all the time. And that's cool. I think that's the bread and butter of sports talk. But but I just think this this particular you know, happening incident, if you want to call it that, that's probably strong. But, you know, this interview that he did absolutely was throw a bunch of shit against the wall and let's see if we can light it on fire type thing. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know, man. It's really disappointing. It's really disappointing the way this has gone because I think anybody that, that, that does what we do professionally, this is our professions. This is how we pay our bills. This is not a hobby for us. We don't come home from work and do this anymore. Like, Dude, this is what we do now. And it is, it is incredibly difficult to do this job at a high level. It's why we don't do much sourcing stuff because it's just that there's no upside to it. There's no upside to it because Pac-12 fans are so angry and so upset. And I mean, and I love all our listeners in Salt Lake City. It's one of our biggest markets, but Utah Ute fans are just untenable. Mm-hmm. Like you, you just can't, you, you just can, I cannot tell you there are few Oregon fans are, are close, you, but Utah fans are just so angry all the time, all the time. And I, I don't understand it. Like you, you are in a position where you wound up in a great spot in the PAC 12 and the conference managed itself into the ground. Like John Canzano saying that hey, Apple's got state-of-the-art equipment. Well, no, that's actually not true. They built in our building and they're about to move into a state-of-the-art production facility in San Ramon, California. Right. But their, their production equipment, their equipment in the field is not new and it is not state-of-the-art. Nope. To the point where they have had failures with it, to the point where they have rented uh, crews to produce games. Well, like, it's been part of the challenge of getting a deal done. Frankly, I mean, you know, when you're in in arena or in football field, you know, equipment is not good and it can't provide the quality you need it to provide. I mean, I, I mean, that's the lifeblood of TV production. I mean, it's great if you've got a Lamborghini of a TV truck outside 
who cares if you can't get the feed to them? I mean, that's the problem. Yeah, and I listen, I think the Pac-12 is has a reputation of being technologically forward in the art. But all of this to say, yeah. I think it's remarkable how much misinformation the Pac-12 is putting out. I, I it's and I I think it's why um we have so much I, like the the visceral reaction from Jed Fish or Dave Hickey or President Robbins at Arizona because they're just being bluntly honest with you. Well, and they and they don't have to they don't have to spin. I mean, they no. get, they get to make a choice. And I think again, this Jed Fish thing. That's why it's so impressive that Jed Fish is saying what Jed Fish is saying because again, he doesn't have to say any of that. And I and I think. I, I really do believe that that those three guys down at, at Arizona really believe in their heart of hearts that their brand is really strong. And I have to say, I agree. It is a yeah. strong brand. Now, does that mean you have the best football program or the best basketball program or, or like the best at any of these individual sports? No, not necessarily. But as a brand at a conference level, you know you're valuable to the Big 12 specifically, which allows your boy Jed Fish, the head coach yeah. of your football program, to go out and say things like that. So I do believe in the heart of, in their heart of hearts, they believe that their brand is incredibly strong right now. Yeah. Uh, Erica Erica uh, Cottle, I'm not angry. I just don't want Utah to go down with the sinking ship in the Pac-12. No problem going to the Big 12. Well, you're one of the few out of Pac-12 fans, then I would say. Not that yeah. I disagree. I would love to see Utah in the Big 12, but Pac-12 fandom, especially on Twitter, is not amused Man. about the concept of the Big 12. Lopes fan, Gabe, uh, U of U might have angry fans, but they got nothing on absolute... Uh, nothing on the absolute misery that emanates from New Mexico State fans. Oh, my God. Tell me about it. I've never <laughs> met a more miserable bunch. I, I couldn't disagree. And for with those me. of you who don't know Lopes fan, Gabe, he is a GCU guy. Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon. Yeah. And New Mexico State fans are 100%. That's on. correct. Yeah. Absolutely correct. Make sure you hit the like button. Uh, it really helps the channel grow. Uh, thank you guys for being here. Uh, we appreciate when you hit the like button as we talk about uh, the Pac-12 and Arizona football coach Jed Fish's comments uh, that, quote, Arizona will be somewhere. And he says he is telling recruits that. Yeah. It's it's crazy. John Dry, how are you, John? Looks like Oregon State and Washington State to the Mountain West and whoever else won't be in the Big 12. But again, I don't think the Pac-12 is collapsing. You know, one of the things that I hear all the time on Twitter is, well, you guys are the ones that started the rumor about Colorado. No, we did not start the rumor about that was that bot Twitter account in West Virginia, which tells you the lengths people will go uh, for news in this world. Uh, it, nobody on this show has said that that Colorado is leaving. Nobody, nobody except a bot account on Twitter. And that's the problem with the Pac-12 news, like quite literally an account run by bots, tweeted that, hey, Colorado is going to announce they're leaving for the, the Big 12. To the point where the athletic director, Rick George, was like, this is completely not true. Came out and, and like, what are we doing? Everybody is outraged. When did, when did dude with a Twitter account become a source? That's what I've never understood. A guy with no credibility not in media, no experience in the media, tweeting Colorado's leaving, and all of a sudden, hey, the athletic director of Colorado has to come out and debunk it. Yeah. 
I've, ne- I've never understood that. Where are we at, at in all. society today? Starry says, uh, Erica Cotto, smart thinking, Erica. Agreed. Um, I, I would agree with that. Uh, Brand, uh, Brandon Wooten, Monty, up yours. Thanks, Brandon. Appreciate the $2, bro. Uh, and he also gave us a 99 cent super sticker. So $3 to say up yours. Well, appreciate that, dude. Um, <laughs> which is, which is the other amazing thing. Yeah. Like the, the trolls pay us to say that stuff, which helps the channel grow. Cause you commented you gave us a super sticker and you've been watching the show. So appreciate you being here. Thank you for that. Um, Rick Olson says the pack pay, uh, plays second fiddle to the PGA and misinformation. Apparently. Bro, you're not even wrong with that, bro. Uh, uh, We're in a control position. It's crazy. Aaron Wilson, can we start running the Pac-10 as a pyramid scheme? That would be funny. Good Lord. As a par- pyramid. Pac-10. You know. Uh, Mark Ruckert, I say let, let's go get OSU and Colorado in a cage fight for the first Big 12 invitation pay-per-view event to pay off the Holiday Bowl debt. Maybe we could like <laughs> make, make Elon and Zuckerberg the undercard of the Oregon State um, Colorado cage fight. The beeves and the buffs. You know, that could be, that could be amazing. Yeah. That could be amazing. Uh, Calzone says, uh, is Jake in Blues Brothers mode today? Just, he has pink eye. It's fine. I don't actually. Um, Truck Stop Gumby says, picking on New Mexico State. Now, the New Mexico State-GCU rivalry is real, and a lot of people yeah. don't know about that, but yes, it is correct. very much real. Correct. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's pretty remarkable. It is pretty remarkable. Uh, Aaron Wilson says, why are people mad at the prospect of going to a better-paid, better-run conference? I have no uh, idea. Yeah, I don't know. And uh, in the Pac-12, especially with Utah fans, I don't think there's any doubt that it's 100% about BYU. And the, the absolute torture that Utah fans put on BYU when BYU went independent and they assumed that BYU would become irrelevant, which they didn't. BYU actually grew, doubled in stature, right? Had yeah. as, as much success as, as Utah had. And I think Utah fan feels embarrassment. And I think about having to go to a conference that BYU is already a member of. Utah fan is probably feels slighted by that. I don't know. I just don't understand why. It just doesn't have to be like that. Yeah, but that's what college football is. I feel like for a lot of people. No, I think that. I think thing. that's. I think that's what Twitter is. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's I fair. think that's what Twitter is. You know, uh, Brass Balls says Utah fans were so annoyingly puffed up in the head when they got into the Pac-12. Now at their uh, now that their conference is going uh, the way of the Titanic, they're beside themselves thinking BYU will be in a better conference. I, but I, again, I don't think that the Pac-12 is disappearing. And on the Big 12 side of it, I think there's a whole lot of people rooting for the Pac-12 to fail. I'm not one of those. I think it's a great football conference. It needs to be a better basketball conference. But I am not rooting for the Pac-12 to fail. I, I think this idea that you can just have all of these conferences and it'll be two super conferences shrunk down. And dude, is there anybody who wants to see Nick Saban dancing in celebration when the, the conferences shrink down to two super conferences? Nick Saban! 
Laban is a better man than you are. You, you guys, there. Nick Saban is dancing. Do, do you guys have you seen this video? So Nick saying- Saban is doing the electric slide. He's doing the electric slide in a recruit's home. Yeah, you're saying Nick Saban's not really worried about their media rights deal? I'm going to say he's not. When he's doing the electric slide in a home visit for recruiting, that's freaking amazing. Wild. By the way, I've been looking for a reason to play this, and I guess I could have just said, hey, here's Nick Saban doing the electric slide. My man's a stud, dude. Yeah, dude. And if you think you don't, Nick Saban will punch you in the face. It is. I mean, he is. He is. Nick Saban's a better man than you are because mm-hmm. he can do the electric slide in a recruit's house. The guy's a pimp. I'm telling you. But I don't want him to be the, the master of all college football. No. I don't think that the two conference thing is. I think it's po- – you know the scariest thing? I think it's possible. It is possible, but the problem is is that – and, again, we don't have time for this today, but – the, the health of, of college athletics overall, I think, is going downhill right now until you figure out a way to manage or regulate or properly use NIL and, you know, like this letter of intent legislature they just rolled out. Like, they're putting in all these new rules, and it just is it, – it, it's not in a good place. And, and Telling I think universities that, to ignore uh, the state laws. Yeah, like, and I think the, the thing is, is – College athletics is is one step away from being doomed, meaning if there was another way for football players to get to the NFL, the NCAA would be in huge trouble, man. I, w- I would totally agree with that. I think the NCAA would be in huge trouble with that. And, you know, I, I just think this question of will the Pac-12 survive is, it's not really a question. The Pac-12 is going to be here. I think you are going to lose a a a, a couple of members. Back ten. I think I think you are going to expand with SMU and San Diego State, and I I just think it is what it is. And I I mean that's that's what makes the most sense to me. Yep, attrition. Uh, I you know like I I because you can't you can't say what Arizona has said. I mean like oh yeah we're all in on the Pac-12. Well no you're not you're not. And you can't say, well, they're not going to leave for a couple million dollars. Dude, with all the money problems that the Pac-12 has, it's not a couple million dollars. Well, and I think people are grossly underestimating the value of stability. I mean, even I mean, even let's say that the Big 12 offered you the same money that you were going to get in the Pac-12's new media rights deal. Let's just say it was the exact same money, same opportunity. The difference is, is that in the Big 12, you're going to be able to grow your basketball program exponentially. You're going to be able to grow your your university's footprint quite a bit and and that's because you have better leadership at the top of the conference dude i can't look at you in those sunglasses what do you mean it's just it's it's just awkward what like what just tell people that you and zion were hanging out well no me and mariah were hanging out you and mariah were hanging out and (laughs) you know it it got a little it got you know you got some in the eye yeah oh my god just like that oh Speaking of which, Domer Wop. Just tapping in. I'm a newbie. Great show. Extremely Sorry. insightful. Whoa. Just tapping in? Just tapping in. What is this? The Zion show? Yeah. What are we doing here? Wait until you guys hear the Zion Williamson update. Um, extremely insightful. Extraordinarily entertaining. Well done. And thank you. Appreciate that. I yeah, appreciate you, bro. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, Delaric gives us $5 to say I'm a big 12-er. But I want the pack to survive. But I'm, I have a feeling 
that they may survive but no longer be a power conference. See, and, I think that's another interesting question. I, I don't know that there's like a, a release from the college football playoff community who's like, well, the Pac-4 is no longer a power five conference. But I think we've never been here. There's never been never. a true concern about, oh, like even when, even when the Big 12 was losing Texas and Oklahoma, right? Like, oh, man, there was never a worry that they were not going to be a P5 anymore. But this has not P5 written all over it. It does. Yeah, I think we're a long way from that. I think we're a long way from that. I think it's easy to get ahead of it. I think we just need to slow the roll a little bit. Because the, 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 the um, hysteria, if you will, around the Pac-12 is going to collapse and it's going away. And I don't think the Pac-12 is going away. And, and if it does and I'm wrong, okay, I'm, I'll be happy to say that. But I still maintain the same thing I've said this entire time, and I know this always riles people up, and I apologize. But I believe the fact to be true that there's not one of these 10 schools that wants to leave this conference. I don't think anybody is excited to up and, and change the patch on the front of their uniform. I just don't. I think if you get $25 million a year, you're going to stay in the Pac-12. There would be no reason for you to leave. The question is, how does this conference ultimately come together to pay for San Diego State and if it's SMU, SMU? How does that happen? I don't understand how you're going to do that because then it's not $25 million a year because I don't care who you are. If you're Apple or ESPN, you're not paying for SMU to join the Pac-12. You're not doing that. And this bullshit that, oh, SMU's got deep pockets with oil money and they're going to pay a $50 million, $70 million entry fee. And Congratulations, not take, but that's bullshit. Come on. And not, so you're telling me SMU's not going to take a dime for two years and then have themselves or their boosters pay $70 million to get in the league when they haven't been able to win the AAC. They've had legitimately one good year in football in the last, what, seven to 10 years? They've had one season and they've never won the AAC, not the ACC, the AAC. And all of a sudden we're supposed to believe that, oh, well, it's a Dallas-Fort Worth area. <laughs> well, what the fuck does that have to do with winning a football game, dude? They can't compete on the field. And while I am a true believer that competing on the field is not probably top 10 in reasons to bring a, a, a university in your conference, Let's stop pretending like Dallas-Fort Worth belongs to SMU when we all know it does not. Yeah. Because like, it doesn't. And at some point, we need to tell the truth about SMU doesn't bring you seven and a half million more, more eyeballs to the TV set every week. Gonzaga. It just does not. So let's stop pretending like, oh, well, they bring all of the Dallas-Fort Worth. No, well, most of those people, are you telling me that more people watch SMU than TCU? No. Come on now. Come on, let's be honest about it. That's the real issue here. SMU was not competitive in the AAC, and all of a sudden, their boosters are going to pay $70 million to get into the Pac-12? You just have to, like, snap out of it a little bit. They're not going to take a paycheck for two seasons, two calendar years at that point? And they're supposed to win games. And you want to be in a P5 to lose more games. That's what you're telling me. Or you believe somehow that SMU is all of a sudden going to turn into a recruiting juggernaut. Well, actually, I don't think that's going to happen because find me the kid in Texas that would rather play in, in the Pac-12 for SMU, let's say, 
than the Big 12 or the SEC when, when the big dogs in the state of Texas are in those two conferences. When Houston and when Texas yeah. Tech, who I think is one of the most influential programs, and I know everybody likes to slander Texas Tech, but like it or not, the Raiders are one of the most influential you know, programs in that conference. Program. You have Texas now going into the SEC with Texas A&M, Houston and TCU and Texas Tech are in the Big 12. Why am I going to go play for SMU in the Pac-12? To be seen less? To have less NIL opportunity? To have less NFL opportunity? Come on now. It, it, let's at least just be truth tellers about this ridiculous spin that ha that's been happening with SMU. And we by, need to, to stop that. By the way, I'd give this more credence if you were talking about jumping to the SEC. I or, would. Or even the Big Ten. I wouldn't even question as much a booster or, a, a, a you know, the what what dude up in Portland was talking Buddy. about was what Buddy in Portland was talking about. All their collective is immediately the second biggest in the Pac-12. <laughs> hey, is that a badge of honor that you're, you're bringing in SMU, the mediocre SMU football team, who's going to have a collective, the second biggest in the conference. <coughs> I'm sorry, and you think that's something to brag about? Yeah, that's pretty embarrassing, dude. You're, you're being serious right now. Like, I, it, it just, to me, the whole thing, it, I think it's just... It smacks of garbage. It smacks of nonsensical, made up, like, just saying things. And that's what I'm saying. Like, hey, maybe we're wrong, and I'm open to it. Maybe we have no idea what the hell we're talking about. But it makes no sense. It doesn't make sense athletically. It doesn't make sense financially. It doesn't even make sense logically that SMU would join, would pay to join the pack. Now, if, if you again, if you said to me, hey, they're going to pay to join the Big Ten. They're going to pay to join the SEC. Hell, even pay to join the Big 12. Okay, still long shot, but I guess I kind of understand that because, hey, you're in a better situation, you know, you've got you've got great commissioners in all three of those conferences. Like you're going in the right direction in all three of those conferences. The Pac-12 and the ACC are the are the outliers who are in rough seas right now. So again, why uh, collective uh, 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 talent, like any of the things that that Buddy in Portland wants to list as reasons why they would go to the Pac-12, just don't add up yeah. for a number of reasons. Yep, I agree. Steven gives us twenty more dollars. Thank oh, appreciate you, Steven. you, man. Appreciate you. Uh, Kanzano also said that bringing in San Diego State and SMU would fill up the viewership that USC and UCLA had in Los Angeles, and Dallas-Fort Worth would be the biggest market in the Pac-12. Yeah, you can just stop right there. But I, I and th this is my point, and I, I'm asking. Listen, we have a huge contingent of listeners in Texas. Yeah, we have a, a, a really at? a re from Houston to Dallas to Lubbock, San Antonio. Austin, we really appreciate everybody in Texas who listens to this show. Why don't you fill the void here? Is there anybody who believes that SMU owns Dallas, Texas? <laughs> is there anybody who believes that SMU is going to deliver 7.5 million viewers a week to the, to the Pac-12? Is there anybody who believes that SMU delivers the Dallas-Fort Worth market? Like, I just, I don't believe it. I, I, and I've asked people I know in Dallas. I've asked the, the Skeeters after they get out of circumcision with Jera. Like, I've asked a lot of people in Texas. Hey, man, how much water does, Dal does 
does SMU carry in Dallas? Mm -hmm. And the answer is not much because their games are irrelevant. They have a small but mighty alumni base that are in in Dallas proper on a regular, they live there. They have a large alumni base abroad, which I understand just about everybody does. Just because you went to SMU doesn't mean you live in Dallas. But there, I have not spoken to one person that has said, oh, yeah, SMU brings you Dallas, Texas. You're telling yeah. me they own person, the market. Bro, you're telling me someone who lives in Irving or Garland or Sunnyvale or Rose Hill or Mesquite or Balk Springs, Lawson, you're telling me that their first choice is SMU. And again, no, no shade to SMU fan. Like, I'm not trying to make it personal with you. I'm just simply stating that if you live, if, if you're a Texan, and, and you're in this every single day. And again, love to hear from you in the comments. You're that person right now. And you're listening to this show. You're can, like, I need to know if I said to you, hey, what is what's your college football team in the state of Texas? Yeah. Take the conference alignment out of it. What's your college football team? Have to feel like it would be Texas, like University of Texas. Right. Then you'd probably go tech or maybe then you'd go Texas Tech. Like there's a group, and then there's everyone else. I think it, clearly it is it is Texas. I mean it, it it is Texas Texas A&M. I I am a and this is where it gets murky and opinionated. But you can't. There is not an argument to be made that Tech is not third. There's yeah. there's just not, Come on, dude. And I understand. Listen, Texas and Texas A&M. They're going to turn up because they're all in the SEC now. I get it, but. Dude, I look at I look at Texas Tech versus Baylor, and I think that is a an absolute war for territory in in the state of Texas. Yes, and I don't know. I think opinions are split on that. Um, everybody still wants to know why Jake is wearing sunglasses. He has pink eye. Somebody farted on his pillow, and he slept like eight hours on that thing, and he woke up with like. Are you ready to? Are you trying to get through one hour? Like I, I don't know. I'm 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 chilling. I mean, these sunglasses really cut the light well. Like they're nice on the eyes. They're polarized. Like meant for the waters out in in Hawaii. Hawaii. Uh, you know. So I'm I'm chilling right now, man. And I wasn't even planning on this today. Like I wore the purple polo and I got the reflective mirrored sunglasses on. Like I'm good, man. I'm fl I'm in. You know what? I'm in my flow state. <laughs> Jake's wearing those sunglasses. <laughs> we we have we wear we 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 have a collection of sunglasses. So today the show was starting and we were like, "Woosah, I'm going to put on the douche goggles as I call these. These are the Oakley NFL sunglasses. I don't remember what they're called. Um the Sutro these are called. I love these. They're amazing. They're amazing. Jake had on the whatever those ones are called. We were just playing around. Holbrooks. Holbrooks, yes. And he's got the deep water lenses. They're amazing. We just decided to leave them on. To, I don't know. I mean, I can take them off if you want, you know. Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I think, listen, when you are as awesome as we are because we went to TridayTrading.com and uh, we make a ton of money in the stock market, you can afford nice sunglasses. I, I completely agree, dude. Right? Before we talk about ranking teams in Texas – you got to go to TridayTrading.com slash Monty and get your $10 30-day trial membership. It's a tax donation. It does not go into the pocket of the guys at uh, TridayTrading.com. Why does that matter? Because 
It's a tax write-off for you so because it's a charitable donation. It's $10 to see your future. And I know that that sounds crazy or over the top. It's really not. At TridayTrading.com, they're all about building your prosperity, period. And when you get the $10 30-day membership, it's as simple as they give you full access to every corner of their program so that in that 30 days, you can see exactly what you have access to. And it's the question I always ask you when we talk about TridayTrading.com. Did you make $1,000 today at work? Oh, you didn't. Well, there are graduates of the TridayTrading.com program who make more than $1,000 a day. If I said to you, hey, you can make a minimum of $5,000 a week being a full-time day trader because you went to TridayTrading.com, would you do it? Of course yes, you would yes, do yes. it. Because then you can work for, your, for yourself. You don't have to worry about getting back in the office. You don't have to worry about getting sick or how am I going to get my kids back to school or daycare. No, put daycare money back in your pocket. Make enough money where daycare doesn't matter. Work for yourself. Build your own business. By the way, if you want to keep your job, maybe you just want some gambling money. Maybe you just want to make your car payment every month. TridayTrading.com. Did you know you can do it as a side hustle? You don't have to do it all day long. No, friends. You take an hour in the morning. You program your, your process and your, your trades in the morning for an hour. You go to work and you make money all day long. It works for you while you're at work or doing whatever else it is you want to do because it makes you money which equals freedom. You get to do what you want to do instead of what you currently have to do. Get to TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Sign up for the uh, $10 30-day trial membership. And if it's not for you at the end of 30 days, walk away. Make sure you tell them you heard about it. On the Monty Show, Baylor versus Texas Tech. Who's here for it? Two Mastas says UT, A&M, OU, Tech, TCU. You think Oklahoma's bigger than TCU in Texas? Uh, Oklahoma State, Baylor, and University of Houston. Okay. Uh, Brett Tipton, Jake smoked too much lettuce before the show. Dude, you might be right. I mean, dude, like. You did wow, set off the smoke detector in the studio. Bro. Uh, ben Mora, he got an <laughs> STD on his eye. <laughs> Damn. I am going to perpetuate that myth that Jake has an STD in his eye until he takes off his glasses. Uh, randomness 873 Dallas Fort Worth market as a Texas, uh, as a Texan goes to Texas, A&M, TCU Tech, OU Baylor, Oklahoma State, then maybe SMU. I mean, like, just look at that, even though like, Hey, maybe there's some people that disagree with this, but generally speaking, I feel like this is pretty spot on. Maybe you change the order, maybe TCU's ahead of A&M or, you know, whatever your preference would be. But, but this is kind of my point. You've got this pile of schools ahead of SMU and Pac-12 fans are supposed to be excited about SMU and they're supposed to be excited about some yeah. huge collective at SMU. I know. JW says, uh, pink eye, stop farting on your pillow. Dude, I know, man. <laughs> I, I went full Bob Costas on it and, you know, it just didn't work out for me. David so. Colmer, Jakey pink eye. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Monkey says, Kansas also delivers Chicago more than SMU and every other city in America. And I can tell you, Kansas, not and you're you're. I don't know if you're joking or not. Kansas absolutely delivers Chicago. Kansas absolutely delivers Kansas City, um, Kansas City, uh, Kansas, and Kansas City, Missouri. It delivers St. Louis, Missouri, and all of Southern Illinois. Right. Kansas also delivers you a pretty good corner of Kentucky. Like there, Kansas basketball has tremendous reach. Yeah, tremendous reach. J.K. Marshall says hot chicks dig pink eye. 
I like it. I like it. I do. Uh, Dibs gives us $5 to say, keep on rocking the shades, Jake. Two holes plus shades are the way. That's what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> I just want to thank you all. That's what I'm saying, dude. Uh, you know. Two holes plus shades are the way. <laughs> yeah, we're vibing our way through Wednesday, baby. Let's go. You guys are flipping amazing. Make sure you hit the like button. We've had uh, about 2,500 views and only 130 likes. Let's get rolling. Hit the like button if you haven't already. Uh, Warren Boyd, I feel like George Klyovkov is more the guy hired to transition company through bankruptcy. Agreed. I think that's a great analogy. I think, that's a, I think that's a great analogy, and I think it's very true. Absolutely. I think that is exactly right. Mark 324, Plano High School greater than SMU. <laughs> <laughs> that's cold-blooded. Plano. Uh, Harry Austin, no. UTSA greater than SMU. Frank Harris, watch what he does this year in his 15th year at UTSA. <laughs> Uh, whoa, comment dump. Uh, Ron Loney, Montana Tech, greater than Colorado School of Mines. <laughs> Brad Turner, Shady Two Holes. There you go. See, that's a good one. Okay. Okay. I mean, you know, that's fine. OG Gary, negative one people in Texas will watch Utah versus SMU. Uh -huh. I agree. Oh, God. Calzone says UTEP greater than SMU. <laughs> Rice greater than SNU. TSU greater than SNU. <laughs> Aaron Wilson says LOL UTEP greater than SNU. <laughs> you ain't wrong. Uh, Blake says Colorado Mines greater than SMU. Why did we, when did we, okay. SM who? Elaine Tran says mm -hmm. Southern Methodist University. Uh, SMU is treated like an afterthought compared to Baylor, TCU, Texas, and Tech. I what would agree. I, mean. I would agree. Uh, good point. UTSA is no joke. They've become relevant over the last decade in football. They do a lot well there. Um, Mark 324, McDonald's University greater than SMU. <laughs> now listen. Guys, you, guys, 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 guys. Guys, guys. When you build the chicken McNuggets... Make sure the purple slime is covered up. Okay? Now, guys, 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 if you don't do that, we are going to fully automate our McDonald's location right next to SMU so that all the donors can come through and save their buck because they spent 70 mil on the Pac-12. You got to make the fries perfect. SMU has a huge collective. That's a lot of French fry money, bro. I've been a rich man. Don't charge them for extra barbecue sauce or ketchup packets. Just throw them in. It's a huge collective. Um... <laughs> I apologize. Uh, Montana, Montana. When Oregon and Washington go to the Big Ten and Colorado and Arizona go to the Big 12, the only option the Pac-6 has is to take all of the Mountain uh, West. The Pac-6? The Pac-6, because they'll have six teams left. <laughs> you know. Uh, is to take all the Mountain West Conference so they have enough games to get a media rights deal for $15 million. Pac-10. Uh, okay. Yeah. I think the Mountain West has a lot of value. I, I think Gloria Navarez, one of the interesting things, Gloria Navarez is the commissioner of the Mountain West. She's been on the show. Check the channel. She's the one that piped San Diego State, you know. And I think she did the right thing. She's, Gloria Navarez is taking a lot of criticism mm -hmm. for holding a hard line to San Diego State and saying, no, we will not give you more time. No, we will not give you a payment plan. No, we will not give you a discount. No, no. we will not give you your basketball rights. Yeah. You're going to pay the money on time or you're not going to get released from your grant of rights. Boom. Out of here. 
And I think that's exactly what she should have done. Yes. I don't think there's any reason to 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 take it easy on somebody who's trying to game you. Oh, that's right. They must have forgot. Yeah, they signed a contract. Guy signed a contract. Nobody that seems stipulates to care. What you have to do to get out of the con uh, get out of the conference and then your cute little commissioner or your cute little president of San Diego State thought it would be a really good idea to send a letter that uh, was done in a certain way that is stipulated uh, in the very contract that you're trying to get out of to inform all the presidents that you're leaving. It's yeah. incredible. Hero75 gives us $10 to close out the hour and say the real question is how many teams have to leave the pack to the Big 12 before the Big 10 decides they have enough of a smokescreen uh, to press a move on teams they want without taking any blame. I, I think one will have it. Well, and I'm curious when conferences like the Big Ten stop caring about the press and stop caring about their reputation because yeah. at some point that's going to change. Yep, totally agree. All right. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming up. But first, make sure that you do not get through this holiday weekend without a Papa Murphy's Calzone. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do Calzones. Papa Murphy's does Calzones? Oh, I think you mean I do the Calzones. And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Oh. Well, we do it with fresh ingredients and hand-shredded cheese tucked in a scratch-made dough. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. You don't forget the calzones. Order now at papamurphys.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza, the official pizza of the Monty Show. Make sure you download the uh, Papa Murphy's mobile app. Uh, it's the easiest way to order Papa Murphy's. Use the promo code MONTY25 at checkout to save 25% on your purchase of $25 or more. You can order at 6 a.m. and you can tell them you want to pick it up at 4.06. And at 4.06, it'll be ready to rock and roll on the pickup rack. In, out, boom, done. You can pick it up and cook it much more quickly than you can even get it in delivery. And the quality of the ingredients are all fresh, they're all chopped in-house. The cheese is fresh. The meats are fresh. The veggies are fresh. The dough is fresh. I'm telling you, hook it up. Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show, which is presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. I uh, was talking to somebody on uh, Instagram DM last night. Uh, their dad broke their ankle bone at work. Got hit by the tip of a, um, oh my God, a forklift. I could not think of the word forklift. Uh, got hit in the ankle by one of the lifts on a forklift. You know, the spear yeah. thing? Yeah, 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 the fork. Yeah, hit in the ankle, smashed the ankle bone. I think that's HIPAA. And the, the foreman on the job set was like, oh, we got the best insurance. You don't have to worry about anything. You know. She's like, man, I, 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 I've got to get to the advocates. I don't believe it. It's amazing. When people work at a company for 17 years mm -hmm. and they have an ankle bone disintegrated in a moment, you can't rely on your workman's comp insurance. Just think about that. You your work, ankle bone, bro. Your ankle, you, your feet, you can't walk. Dude. When you get hurt at work, and I've heard stories about people having stuff dropped on them, pallets falling on people's feet. Like when you get hurt at work, it's a big deal. That's impacting your income, your ability to provide for your family for however many years forward. Like you need somebody who's seen it all, 
who's done it all and knows the exact right moves to make to get you what you deserve. That is the advocates. They are the workman's comp injuries at work experts. And you can chat with them online for free. You have nothing to lose. And listen, if you want to work with your company, that's great. But why wouldn't you talk to the injury experts at the advocates? And if, hey, you're in the best spot and you, you, know, you don't want to work with the advocates, they don't charge you unless and until they win your case. That's why you can chat with an attorney without paying a penny online right now, theadvocates.com. You can live chat with an attorney and say, hey, my dad got hit by a forklift today. And they're saying they're going to take care of him and they want him to sign this document. They want, this, this person was telling me my dad got hit by a forklift, essentially shattered his ankle. I guess his foot was severely damaged. And they're like, yeah, just sign right here and we'll get, we'll get you all taken care of. <laughs> Come on, and, and he didn't sign the document, but that's the way that some companies operate. We're like, yeah, just sign right here. You're, let, let me get this right. My ankle is smashed. My foot's been completely damaged and I'm supposed to read and sign a document in good mind? Come on now. Theadvocates.com. Uh, they will fight for you. I know we have a lot of comments. Thank you guys so much for all the donations. Uh, let's see. Maury Alvarez. Jake, did the future Mrs. Jake hit you? We care about you. It'll be okay. Hashtag end domestic violence. I'm a fucking unit. No, I'm good. I mean, she did, but not like that. <laughs> she hit that. You, okay. Uh, Larry Pilgrim, shocked you're not covering the Jim Williams tweet. But what did it really even say? Jim, hold on. What did it say? I know, I know what you're talking about, dude. Jim Williams. Are you talking about the one where he said spoke to a high-ranking administrator for one of the Pac-12 four-corner schools? And I'll clip it and put it up. Dude, we, do you know how many times we've, We've reported this exact thing. Is this supposed to be news? Like, and I don't know Jim personally. Again, I, I want to make this clear with whether it's Kanzano or anybody else. I don't know these dudes personally. We go out of our way. We go out of our way, especially after. Yeah, it, it, we go out of our way to stay independent of people. So here I think, is this the tweet you're talking about? I don't, I don't know. Um, I do follow Jim on Twitter. Uh, let me let me bang your comment down here. Um, spoke to a high-ranking administrator for one of the Pac-12, quote, four-corner schools. We remain optimistic that, this that we will get a media deal that will keep the conference together. Having said that, we have spoken to the Big 12 Conference in exploratory due diligence conversations. Moving from one conference to another is no simple process. And to be frank, if we are considering changing membership for exposure reasons, then we need to see the numbers of the games we will be getting in linear in advance. It makes no sense to move if we're getting less exposure than BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, or UCF. And I'm not sure why he's tagging all these people. This is what I'm talking about. And again, I'm not taking a shot at Jim. I don't know Jim. Do you guys understand that this has all been widely reported for months and months and months? Like you get this, right? Like we've talked about, we have, we have had these exact conversations on this show. What is new in that tweet? What is new in that tweet? What is breaking news in that tweet? What is, holy shit, you gotta look at the Jim Williams tweet. <coughs> like, I, honest to God, and I'm trying to be objective about it. I'm trying to be, 
So just go ahead and explain to me what's breaking news in that tweet. Is there something new? Is there, what's new? What, what, and I, I just ask you, what's new in this tweet? What is different in this tweet? Nothing. There's nothing new. Um, There's nothing. Do you know how many times we have had this exact, I mean, it must be half a dozen. At least. We told you when we talked to really tip-top sources at Utah. We've, like, we, you guys, this is the problem. That, like, and again, I, I don't know Jim's motives for putting this tweet out. I don't know. What bothers me is it's not naming a, a school. It's not naming, it, there. you have to be, nobody with, with sourcing stuff, no one's ever going to say, hey, Buddy specifically told I talked me this. to Steve Jones at Arizona, and no here's what he say told that. me. No one's saying that. But it, you got to at least say something like, hey, like, like you and, said, high-ranking sources or... And, and why are you tagging? Why are you tagging BYU and UCF and Houston and Cincinnati? And why are you tagging the Pac-12 and the Big 12? Because you're, you're thirsty. You're looking, you're looking. Yeah. So, I mean, again, it's nothing against Jim. I just, you know, respectfully... I've never, I've never seen someone be like, yeah, I talked, spoke to a high ranking administrator at one of the four corner schools. Okay. So you can't just say Utah, can't just say Colorado, can't say Arizona, can't say Arizona state, but you can say BYU, Cincinnati. Like that's, that's where I have a problem. I would respect that tweet a lot more. And again, I'm not making it personal, but I'd respect the tweet a lot more if you said, hey, spoke to a high-ranking official at this school, and they said this. Then I'd be like, okay, cool. I, I just don't understand. Like, it, There is no... Larry says, linear, linear guarantee has not been discussed, to my knowledge, in the Big 12, because it's not a thing. There is no linear guarantee. That does, that's not a real thing. That, that's, not a, that's not a real thing. Yeah. So there's a re, what, like when you hear about this is the problem at San Diego State, and everybody ripped us for saying this last week. When Adela Delatore, the president at San Diego State, says the pro rata we deserve, that's not a real fucking thing. There's no pro rata you deserve. Yeah. What do you mean? The, the pro rata you just... What do you mean? There's no such thing as the pro rata you deserve. A pro rata is a clause in a contract between a conference and a TV distribution platform. What do you mean the pro rata you deserve? You're, what you're saying is you want a full share of revenue from the Pac-12 and why would they give it to you? <laughs> that's, what, that's what you're saying. Yeah. I, it, it's, it's crazy to me. Uh, Two Masters says, now Monty does his anti-Big 12 Anon segment. I don't even know what Big 12 Anon is. Yeah. Like, and if somebody mean, wants dude? to explain that term to me, I guess I'm, you know, Two Master clearly knows everything. You know, like, hey, get after it, dude. You think you know everything? I explain, explain it to me because I don't get it. And he says, oh, God, Mr. Clickbait calls someone thirsty. How are... A, you're on this show every day, Two Masters. Get the fuck out if you don't like it. If it's clickbait, why do you click on it? 
And why are you here for an hour, two hours every show? What are you doing here, dude? Like, I, the thing that drives me crazy is you don't even know what, I don't, you don't know, I have no idea what Big 12 Anon is. Like, I don't know what the, you guys are so interested. Guys like you are so interested in, in supporting the Pac-12 and go support the Pac-12. Buddy in Portland has a radio show. Go listen to it. Go listen to it, man. Like, you're, you're, you're welcome to it, man. I don't even know what Big 12 Anon means. And by the way, if, if you're saying that we're clickbaiting, uh, our job is to make you click on the show and uh, congratulations, it worked. Because you're here every day. Yeah. You're here every day. Yeah, don't know if you know that. We can see that. Yeah. Saying. Yeah. Every day you're here. Yeah. So, and if yeah. you don't want to be here, don't be here. Like, hey, I, I appreciate you being here and commenting and calling me Mr. Clickbaity. And hey, knock yourself out, dude. Yeah, I appreciate the compliment, dude. I mean, we, yeah. we work hard. Yeah, we do. And you click on it every day. <laughs> Excellent Every strategy, day. Sir. And Two Master says, not every day. Okay, well, then I don't want to see you again. Because it's such a terrible show and we're so clickbaity and we give you no substance because that's what because you're saying. Because it's garbage. You know, it's just a headline to make people click. There's no substance. What are you doing here every day then? Oh, I'm sorry. Not every day. That's what I thought. Semantics never wins. No, they don't. No, they don't. Monty, I click on your bait every time I see it. Thank you. <laughs> so does your mom. Uh, big read. Good God. No one is giving Oregon a linear guarantee, much less Arizona State or Utah. Linear guarantees was said one time. I love it, dude. And this is the problem. And again, I don't know Jim Williams. I'm not attacking Jim Williams. So everybody running. You said saying, Jim was an asshole. Oh, my God, Jim. Did you hear that? The money, the clickbaiter said you're an asshole. Don't know Jim. Man. Have no idea if he's an asshole or not. I, I'm guessing he's a perfectly nice guy. I would guess so. I would guess so. Yeah. I have no reason to think he's not. Yeah. But when you use the, in, in, if Jim watches our show, and I doubt that he does, but hey, whatever. If you're going to use a term like we will be getting on linear in advance, like the number of games will be getting on linear in advance, that doesn't exist. I don't know how to break it to you. That doesn't exist because if they said, hey, Oregon, we're going to put you on eight games on ESPN every year. What people don't understand is it's not up to the conference. Yeah. It's not up to the conference. It's up to the TV people. By the way, do you know what flex scheduling is? Do you know what flex scheduling is? When you suck, you're not going to be on TV. Um. It's not up to the conference. So this linear guarantee is a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. It, it's, it's not real. Man, it's, it's fairy dust. It's the, yes, thank you. It's the fairy dust. It's not fucking real. Right? Linear guarantees don't exist because the conference doesn't decide who gets on TV. They don't decide. The, the thing that people don't understand is they don't decide what tier one is. The TV network decides what tier one is. Thus, the Pac-12 doesn't have a media rights deal currently. Go look at any TV schedule that's out right now. Notice all the TBAs. Kickoff TBA. You know why that is? Because, and just saying, if, you, if USC is one in six, 
Do you think that ESPN and ABC want them on in their prime time? And let's say Oregon's 7-0 and and Utah is 7-0, and but USC, who's 1-6, and Washington, who's 2-4, and well, well, they're guaranteed 10 games a year. We got to put them on. <laughs> no, no, no. No, they don't. The TV network sets the game. Yeah, that's why, again, not making it personal. That's why I have trouble with this tweet. This this linear game, games will be getting on linear in advance so, is not true. So there's only one of two things that can be taking place here. A, and I don't think this is taking place. Jim's just making it up. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. B, doesn't Jim, Jim write for Forbes or yeah, something? Jim, like, again, it's not an issue with Jim. I don't think no. Jim's making it up. I don't think Jim is like, I just don't think that's what's happening. What I think is happening is it never, for Forbes and Zanger? Yeah, I mean, the guy is clearly credible on yes. some level. Like, the problem is the person, this person, this source from one of the four corner schools, which I also have an issue with, is giving you a bunch of crap because that's not how it works. Again, I think your example of the pro rat at San Diego State is a perfect, perfect analogy to the idea of, hey, this person, this source said this, but that's not actually how it works. Yeah. So that's the problem. Uh, Kelsey Hamer, a new member. Oh, I probably surprised Jake. Hey, Jake, whip it out. Hey, Kelsey, let's go. Let's go. Appreciate Kelsey, you. Kelsey, appreciate you. Thanks so much for becoming a member of the show. It really helps the channel grow. Uh, Monty owes a ribeye. Monty is in a ranting mood this week. Yeah, I no, mean, you know the difference is we don't have to care as much. You the, know what the funny it, thing it is? Tiring. It gets I'm, I'm done with this topic. I'm so done with this topic. I'm done with this topic, man. NBA free agency is next week. Like, I'm ready to move on. Like, I just want them to announce the TV deal. Yeah. A, so that Two Masters doesn't have to come and clickbait on our show every day. I feel so bad for him that we just dupe and lie to him every day. My fucking ass. And yet he comes back every day. Or it's not, not he every, said not, not every day. day. It's, it's not, not every a, day. Don't you be stop slandering him. Don't be an it's asshole. It's not every day. He's don't here be an six days out of five. You not every day. Donkey. Six days out of five. You guys do a show five days, I'm here six. And you gonna apologize to him? That's some slander. I'm more I'll, I will be honest with you, I'm worn out on it. I'm fucking worn out. It's stuff like this linear guarantee, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Homie up or what's it? Buddy. buddy up in Portland. <laughs> buddy up in Portland saying on the Pac-12 podcast yesterday, oh, wow, these people are just, a, you know, they get told. So Buddy up in Portland goes on this rant about how there's all these consulting firms that, you know, the, the Big 12 hires and they just brainwash these media members. Right. And then he like turns around and, you know, is forgetting that he tweeted that the grant of rights is done and then got his balls crushed over it by President Robbins at Arizona. That's what this is. This is somebody telling Jim Williams, hey, we want to get a linear guarantee or we're not going. Then I guess you're not going because that doesn't see, exist. I've worked in sports television and radio for 30 plus years. I know how the network schedule games. I'm guessing Jim maybe does not. He's maybe Jim doesn't understand the TV, whatever it is, whatever it is. There's no such thing as linear. Have you, you've heard that one other time from a guy that I'm not going to crush because I don't like talking about other media members, but it was instantly debunked. Yeah. Instantly debunked. Yeah. 
because it's not real. If you go to somebody, I've explained it anyway. Anyway, it's just, it's really funny to me. It is really funny to me. Drew Money. Uh, Monty's a master clickbaiter. I that's am. right. That's right. I am. Yes. I am. Jaron Eccles, when one duck season leaves, another one fills the void. That Seriously. That is an excellent point, Eccles. Yes, it is. Seriously. By the way, nice, uh, nice default picture, bro. Yeah. What? The Cubs were doing so well, and now we just can't hit. Suckmyass.com. You know, we were all going through batting practice the other night, and we just can't hit anymore. Um, the Cubs were raking, and now it is like they're up there with a wiffle ball bat trying to hit major league pitching. Yeah. And I just... <laughs> anyway, Kyle J., what's up? Uh, we're all burnt out on it. Let's talk NBA instead, seriously. Uh, Cam Harrison. Cam, what's up, my guy? What's up, brother? Uh, nice shades, Jake. Good afternoon, guys. Yeah, good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. Uh, Montana, Montana. ESPN will pay more for Mountain West Conference that adds Utah, Washington State, Oregon State, ASU than Pac-6 plus San Diego State and SMU. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's a little out there. I but. mean, the Mountain West is currently at $4.1 million per school, I think it is. Let's yes. call it $4 million. Yeah, it's, four, it's about $4 million, yeah. Um, I don't see them getting... Twenty-five million dollars a school. Yeah, it's, they're not. They're just not that size. That's not I, I don't see that. Uh, Larry Pilgrim. When NBA talk starts, viewership drops in half. Well, could be, could absolutely be. Salty drunk in Australia. Good to see you. Uh, where's my? You see, and now you changed your picture to a can of four X gold. So that's how it's going to be. That's just not very nice, sir. Uh, there's a price to pay on this program if you come in here trolling. Oh, there is. Yeah. There is. Truck Stop Gumby, I'm waiting for the baby Yoda talk. Please don't bring it up. Please don't bring it up. P please. Kurt um, Peters, this pack combo uh, has gone on for so long, it'll all pee and no bottle at this point. <laughs> See, Kurt, bro, I love you, man. Thank you. Thank you for bringing some levity to the situation. I had forgot the peeing you know, in a bottle under dude, the bag conversation. that's incredible, dude. I, I, I had forgotten that. I... You know, uh, Carlos. So Vladimir Putin is telling the media not to give him back 12 a deal. Exactly. <laughs> you know, we've tried for, for whatever today, three days to talk about the, the, that whole thing. And we just haven't gotten to it. Yeah. The Putinomics Cougar track says, hello folks. Hello. Kurt, uh, Court McMullen, masturbator, you know? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm married. What do you want? Um, <laughs> Bryce Martin, Monty the Masturbator. Thank you. Yeah, no, see? No, it's see, taken everyone's off. caught on now. Uh, angels are better than the Cubs. How sad is that? Jeff, or Bro. excuse me, Geoff. Hey, yeah, how are you? Geoff. How are you doing? I hope you're feeling better. And Shohei Otani, if you guys have not... Final. If you have not watched Shohei Otani this year, he is... He's the best baseball player I've ever seen. Uh, and, I, I, and I've seen a lot of really good players. I, I saw Sean Dunstan play short for the Chicago Cubs. He was only average. Um, Mid, please. Jody Davis for the Cubs. Shohei Otani is the best baseball player I've ever seen. And if you are not going out of your way to watch him pitch and, and hit, because he's a pitcher and he's the best pitcher in the American League, arguably, right now. And he is by far the, the best offensive player in baseball. Yeah. And it's never been done before. We'll never see it. We'll never see it again. Immaculate. The only guaranteed game the Big Ten to make it on the network is Ohio State versus Michigan. No matter how either team is doing, if Penn State can't get any guarantees, then neither can Arizona. Agreed. 
that's what I'm saying. Like, I do get fired up about it because it, it wears me out when people are like, oh my God. There's no oh my God about it. There's, there's no oh my God about it. And maybe it's the untrained eye. Right? Oh, the untrained eye. Okay. But that's the untrained eye. When I look at something, and we do this all the time. Like there are a ton of, tw Twitter is a wasteland. It's why I'm not on Twitter a lot. But when you see breaking news and usually in the Pac-12 story and you look at it, you're like, okay, he's full of shit. Like you can, because the God, language, the language, like it's just so clear. There's no such thing as a linear guarantee. Yeah. There's no such thing. And if somebody in the Pac-12 is actually asking for it, that's really sad that somebody would say that. Yeah. To a member of the media to say that, and then for that member of the media not to go and fact check that, that's the issue I would have with Jim Williams. For a guy who writes for Forbes to tweet that without going and fact checking it, remember earlier in the show I was saying this job is not easy. Like when we talk to somebody and they're like, hey, here's, what, here's what's happening, here are the facts, we don't take that as, oh yeah, those are the facts. We like go and run that like down and confirm it and... Four or five times if we can. Right? Like, you, you, it's not, you can't just take what people tell you at face value anymore. The world doesn't work like that. Jaron Eccles, it's okay. We're just pretending to suck, then come out of nowhere to win the World Series, baby. That's right. Like we did to the Cleveland Indians all those years ago. Now it feels like 20 years ago. Remember when Chris Bryant was a Cub and a third baseman? Uh, John Woodworth, NHL draft today, just saying, go Hawks. Mm-hmm. Connor Bedard, let's go, baby. Uh, Brandon Unrud, OU actually does have a bunch of alumni in Dallas. Bet there are more alumni there than at SMU. I, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. Um, Truck Stop Gumby, comment of the day. Okay. Okay. I, I don't disagree with that. Uh, LV Seminole. What happened to the Hall of Fame media guy or the one that said all the presidents have to sign NDAs? They were fun. Oh, yeah, I remember him. <laughs> Hall of Famer in the comments section. I remember, buddy. But that's a guy who used to tell us this. I, I can't remember the name of his. He has a podcast. I can't remember what it is. But he used to come on the show all the time and be like, you guys are liars. You don't know what you're talking about. And then, like, we broke a story that NBC was negotiating with the Pac-12. And we said, hey, you know, it's primarily for USA Network. And, you know, we talked about the Peacock and streaming. And then the entire national media ran with it. And we had it by, I think, 33 days or something stupid like that. Yeah. It was an enormous win for us. And he comes in. He's like, oh, you guys don't even know what you're talking about. You're liars. Like, you stole that. And it's like, okay. And then I, I can't remember, like Amazon, the Amazon one was another one where we had it. We're like, hey, Amazon's out on the Pac-12. And then the New York Post, Andrew Marsham reported, hey, Amazon's out on the Pac-12. Just saying. And it's like, okay. And he used to come in here every day and try to like ball bust. It was, yeah. it was amazing. You know, uh, Mark324 says, sorry, Monty, that you weren't selected as the new host of Wheel of Fortune. Well. You know, and the problem is that I would not agree to marry Vanna. Vanna is desperate from, for me, you know, as a... No, I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. Not all of us can be Ryan Seacrest. You know, you know. And Donuts, how the heck are you, my friend? I believe Boise State gets $7 million. Yes, it's a... Re they get an unequal share of revenue. Yeah. 
uh, negotiated several years back, which may contribute San Diego State wanting out. Well, they may want out, but the problem is, the problem is, is that they're going to have to pay to get out. Yeah, it's not what you want. It's about what's on paper. You know, uh, Lamont Tucker. What's up, Lamont? Good to see you. Uh, stop defending and explaining yourselves. You guys have been dead on the Pac-12 stuff from day one. Thank you. I appreciate that. Appreciate that, bro. Thanks. Good to see you, Lamont. Salty drunk. I love the way the comments just savage the trollers, too. And it, it's it inevitable. It is kind of funny to watch. Uh, it is. Yeah. You know. Uh, Jaren says uh, Shohei Otani is pretty much Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. In an angel's uniform. In God's Seriously. name, image, and likeness. It's, it's incredible. Geoff says, uh, what Otani did last night hasn't been done in 60 years. 10 Ks and two home runs. It's amazing. It's amazing. Geoff, how's the back, bro? Yeah, Geoff, how how are you physically feeling? Final. Uh, Bryce Martin, I'm married. What do you expect? Such a true statement. (laughs) My wife is amazing. She is. She's awesome. Mm. I have no complaints. Hiscock. Anything in my marriage. Uh, the Big Lubbock says, no, no, no. Stay on topic. I don't know what I will do when alignment is over. No, no, no. I just want it to be over. Uh, immaculate. Shawan Dunstan was mediocre. How dare you? Shawan. Only one shortstop better than him ever. That guy from St. Louis, Ozzy. Um, you know, we Sean and Sean Dunstan and I have spent a lot of time together. How and dare you? I kid you not. He used to be on Bruce Bochy's staff in San Francisco. And so back in the day when I worked at the great KMBR 680, the sports leader. What's the matter? They found bodies in the Titanic wreckage. Oh, no. I don't yeah, want to hear dude. that. They, I don't want to hear that. They found bodies. I don't want to hear that. Yeah, bro. We're going to have to talk about oh. that. Oh, I don't want to hear that. Um, Sean Dunstan and I used to sit in the Giants dug and quite literally talk about Chicago. Yeah. And he like, one of the first plays I ever remember was Sean Dunstan. I was at Wrigley Field. Sean Dunstan made a play over his shoulder. And Sean Dunstan, for those who don't know, was a Cubs shortstop back in the 80s um, and had a rifle for an arm made this play over his shoulder behind short, turned around and threw and doubled off Eric Davis from the Cincinnati Reds. I believe it was. Yeah. Sean and I sat there and had a long conversation about it. He recalled it. Uh, Like, he's just a really good dude. He is a really good dude. Uh, Big Daddy Magic. Breaking news, Victor's the way. (laughs) Victor's the way. I like it. Uh, Cougar Track, Saturday's coming. It's been a long wait. Yeah, it's over. July 1st is coming Saturday. Uh, the Big 12 expands. Uh, Parkman for the win. Do you know? Oh, please tell me you know where Jack Parkman's from. No. Major League. Uh, Court McMullen, the last person to be great at pitching and hitting, but uh, the babe pitched for Boston and didn't really start hitting until he got to New York. Yeah, so I think that's the only other question left of Otani is he plays on a team that plays meaningless baseball. Yes. And so I think a lot of people, and I'm not one of these people, by the way, but I think a lot of people would tell you, hey, put Buddy in a Yankee uniform. Put him in a, you know, put him, put him in a Red Sox uniform, right? Put him in a, put him in a uni that's going to be a World Series contender. Yes. And let's see if dude can hit in clutch situations. Let's see if he can pitch in clutch situations. I have no reason to believe the guy can't do it in the biggest moment because he just seems so comfortable, so dialed 
that I, I, I just, like, if you put dude in Yankee Stadium, he's going to hit 60 home runs. Like, he's going to. There's just yeah. no doubt about it. And that's why, if I'm the Yankees, this is why. I'm going after it. Uh, by the way, by the way, dude is W-H-E-Y. probably going to be the best baseball player we've ever seen when it's all said and done. Yeah, I think he, I think that's exactly true. He will be the best player when it's all said and done. Cowboy country, how the heck are you? Uh, if I were ESPN and Fox, I would do a short-term deal with the Pac-12 and have incentives. The teams that make the new football playoff get a bonus. The Pac-12 gets more money if, the, if more teams make the basketball tourney. Well, well, I just don't know where they will put it. In, in, in all seriousness, if you think about the inventory that Fox has with the Big uh, Ten, because, by the way, who owns Big Ten Network? Mm-hmm. Fox. Um, they have the early windows for that. They have Big 12. Like, they have a lot of commitments. ESPN getting the SEC, having the Big 12, having the majority of the Big 12 football contract. Yeah. Um, like, they have later time windows now with, with BYU. Like, I mean, you just, there's only so many hours in the day. And I'd also remind you, ESPN also has Major League Baseball, the NHL, and the NBA. And all of that conflicts with college football. Oh, by the way, they also have this little thing called the NFL. So you have all of the shoulder programming that belongs to the NFL in the NFL contract. And I don't know how many people realize this at ESPN. There is language in the, in the NFL contract that says they will put a certain number of talking head shows and related NFL exclusive content on the networks. So they have to do NFL Live every single day. Uh, like, I mean, you... You just, you only have so much Saturday time. Yeah. You only have so much. And if you think about, the other thing that I think you have to remember now is that Pat McAfee changes the landscape at ESPN because the Pat McAfee show is going to ESPN, ESPN, I want to say, is he on ESPNU as well? I don't remember. ESPN, ESPN ESPN.com, ESPN Plus, and ESPN YouTube. Pat's going to be on all those. So... The reason I say that is because he's also on college game day. And there's a real good chance, I think, WWE winds up in some form or fashion partnering with ESPN ABC properties. Weekdays on ESPN, ESPN's YouTube channel, the app, and ESPN+. And he, like you just said, will be on game day. And he has a WWE broadcast agreement. Yeah. Like, I mean, you have... You, you, where are you going to fit all this shit? That's the, that's the issue is you have... All of this inventory and college basketball and the NBA and, 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 and like you only have so much room. So one of the reasons, and I've detailed this on the show, one of the reasons ESPN is not willing to fight with Amazon or fight with Apple TV is because they just don't need the programming. Because the other show that does exceptionally well for them is College Game Day Wrap Up, right? Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt is a big big deal for them so even if you're doing a friday night pac-12 game of the week you're gonna bump sports center on a friday night i don't think you want to do that are you gonna push college game day final you're gonna push that back later why would you do that that doesn't make a lot of sense that you would push college game day final back further and further because what what you have to remember is those shows do exceptionally well I mean, exceptionally well for ESPN mm-hmm. because all it is, what, what, what is college game day final? It's just a highlight show. Mm-hmm. 
So all it is is at, you know, cold beers and cheeseburgers in, in Scottsdale, Arizona, on their TVs on the street side where everybody's standing outside drinking beer on their patio, what do you have? Well, what you really have is a bunch of dudes watching football drinking beer. Thanks. And they're going to drink more beer, and it's been studied. They drink more beer when, when highlights are on the TVs. Mm-hmm. It's not rocket science, kids. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that I think a lot of people don't understand is ESPN just doesn't need it. ABC doesn't want it late night on a Saturday night. They're already, they're already going to have a primetime SEC game in the Eastern time zone Yeah, that will lead them into late local news, that will lead them into college game day final. And most likely, they're going to be going up against USC or UCLA and probably at some point, Oregon and Washington in a late window, ESPN's going it, to, it's, it's, they're just, they don't need that. Yeah. They don't need that. Yeah. So, yeah. I just think it doesn't make a lot of sense. If you really break it down and do the math and what they need at ESPN is probably not a whole lot of Pac 12 sports. Well, and I think what's really interesting, like about the Pat McAfee side of that, is it's contracted between Pat and ESPN that, he's only guaranteeing 230 shows a year, right? So it's not like he's going to be on every single day of every single week. And when you start looking at, you know, again, how many hours, uh, how many hours there are in a week, I believe the number is 168, yeah, 168 hours a week um, that you have of, of programmable time slots at at any, because that's how many hours there are in a week, obviously 24 hours a day times seven. So you look at that and you say, okay, well, if football games typically take three to four hours with commercials and everything, that number is going to get chopped down pretty heavily. Uh, and so inventory space is going to go down. That's right. So if you're going to be at ESPN, you know, again, and this is what ESPN wants. If you're going to be here, you got to be relevant to every single fan. And the Pac-12 is not That's for the most part. That's a great point. You have to be relevant yeah. to every single fan. Yeah. And the challenge in that, yeah. the challenge in that is... Mm. Uh, Gary Godoroff, Monty and Jake, greater than SMU. I believe yeah, we I have a bigger you, fan Gary. base. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Cold-blooded. Um, Drew Money, Otani is who people think Wemby is for basketball. I agree with that, sir. By the way, he's seven three and a half. He's a half inch taller than they thought he was. Neat. He'll hit the IR one week earlier. Mike that's Smith. Simple? Hello, Mike Smith. Pac-10 was given an offer and passed. Ooh. It's true. That's a powerful start. Yeah, hey, that's true. Bro. Uh, then they were advised to merge with the Big 12 and passed. Now they are getting passed on instead of passing on others. Back well, 10. We talk about this in our personal lives a lot. Yeah. It's never what you meant to do. It's only what you did do, right? And at some point, you can go on and on and on doing what you want to do. But there's going to come a point in your personal life and in business where you have to do what you have to do Thanks. instead of doing what you want to do. Yeah. And I think the Pac-12 completely forgot that that is how the world works. Unless you are the behemoth, unless you're the Big Ten making 100 million a year, unless you're the SEC, you don't get to do what you want to do. Yeah. When you're the Big 12... You're doing what you want to do because you're making way more money than you were a year ago. So you get to do Rucker Park and you get to do Mexico and you get to add four members on Saturday. 
The, the Pac-12 has been so busy digging out of the Larry Scott hole, which is why I think the comment earlier, to team with this from Mike Smith, the comment earlier that George Klyovkov is just, he's been, I don't remember exactly what it said, but he's essentially been a caretaker who's just trying to get caught up. Like, I don't know if George Klyovkov's a good commissioner because I think he's been chasing his tail the entire time. Yes and no. I think that's kind of a cop-out. I, I think the guy was given a task, and that is to lead the con- conference to greener pastures, and that hasn't happened. You yeah. Know? And and I do agree that, you know, to, I can't remember who made that comment earlier about him being the guy you hire to get you through bankruptcy. I don't even disagree with that, but that's not what we're talking about. No. It, it doesn't matter who he should have been or why you should have hired him or what his highest and best use is. You hired the guy as your commissioner in a time when you needed an operator and you chose the wrong guy. And I, and again, that's not personal with George. Like, yeah. Is he, is he spending a lot of his time digging out of Larry Scott's, uh, you know, issues? Yeah, he is. But that was the task. Whoever you hired was going to do that. So, so again, I'm okay with the people who want to say, this isn't about George. This is about the president's. Absolutely. I agree with that. I agree with that. The presidents in this conference hold ultimate responsibility. You hired a guy in Larry Scott who absolutely piped you financially. That's right. Then you hired another guy in George Klyovkov who was an under-the-radar hire by his own words, uh, somebody who was not a huge name, somebody that did not rock the boat in a positive direction when you announced the hire. And now you're surprised that you're getting passed up by the Big 12 and, frankly, uh, getting passed up repeatedly uh, by the Big 10 or maybe not passed up, but that gap is widening. Oh, the gap is widening. There's no, I mean, I'm just not surprised. Yep, I totally agree. But I, I am surprised that you guys have not gotten to buckedup.com uh, and taken advantage of the absolute best energy products in the business, including uh, their Buckshot, which I tell you every single day powers us through the show. Um, their Buckshot that you see on the screen right there, the green one, that's my favorite. It's called Watermelon, uh, but there's really not a bad one there. And the beautiful part about it is, They want to send you six free buckshots to your door. They want to send you a sampler pack of their brand new recently released buck bars, um, which use whey protein isolate. They use dates for sweeteners so that you don't get those huge sugar spikes and crashes, right? What you get is reliable energy and nutrition because you get quality nutrients. You get ultimate guilt-free indulgence because they taste great, and I hate protein bars. I've told you that for weeks and weeks now. The Buck Bar is the one bar that I can easily eat, and Mm -hmm. I enjoy it. It tastes good, and, dude, it just keeps me full. Yeah, It keeps me full, and you know that I've really worked to lose weight, and one of the things that I've done really well is I don't eat dinner most nights. Instead, I replace that dinner with a Buck Bar, and I am not hungry. And, again, I said it earlier, I ate a Buck Bar yesterday night, somewhere 7 or 8 o'clock, um, we watched Emergency. Do you guys remember the show Emergency from the 70s? My God. <coughs> My God. It is Roy DeSoto, Johnny Gage, like Emergency is Nurse Dicks. It's amazing. I, okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I thought you just said Nurse Dicks. Oh, yeah. Emerg- the TV show Emergency from the 70s was my idol. I idolized those guys when I was a kid. Born in 1973, I loved that show. Popped a buck bar, watched Emergency, got up this morning at 545, went to the driving range, worked on my, my driver and my, my three-wood. The PXG Gen 6s are flying off the tee. Dude, I, I, I have to agree that. The three-wood and the four-wood are absolutely incredible. 
and got home at 10 o'clock and had my high fiber uh, buckcorn cereal. And I wasn't hungry until like 10 o'clock because I had a bucked bar last night. Um, and I, I'm telling you, it just works. Get them free in the description below. Uh, make sure you get to buckedup.com. Use, uh, use the promo code Monty to get 20% off at purchase. Ruff's official is in. Oh, What's up with wow. the sunglasses indoors? Well, well, have we come up with a consensus Ruff's. yet, Jake? Because first it was Dude. you farted on your pillow. Yeah. Then it was your girlfriend farted on your pillow. And now you have pink eye. Well, no, it was that my girlfriend had hit me. Oh, that's right. Yeah. His girlfriend hit, she went, she meant to toss a baseball and she hit him with a frying pan. Yeah. I mean, it could have happened to anybody. There is no reason to wear something. We, Ruffs, so Ruffs, here's we, the thing. We my have man. them Bro, sitting around. Dude, we were, my guy. We're, Bro, we're it, having it, fun. It, it's, it's one of these things called having fun. Um, I know that's kind of a foreign concept for you, and that's okay. Your sticky fingers. But, 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 we were just having some fun on the program, and that's okay. And Ruffs, I appreciate you asking. You're a little late to the to the question because we got asked that like 40 times earlier in the show, but it's okay. Concept you and your sticky fingers probably find hard to grasp. Yeah, it's all right. Okay. What do we got going on there? Hey, people... Gary sending me posts from the Ute message boards about oh God. fantasy land. <laughs> uh, Dahmer Wop. It says, Monty had one of those emergency fire hats. Loved that yeah. show. I did. Dude, you think I'm joking? I had the fire, I had the Tonka fire truck that I took uh, red paint and painted it red Dude, again. Tonka was iconic. You guys remember Tonka Dude. trucks? Oh. I had one of those fire hats. Absolutely loved it. I loved emergency. Loved it. It was one of my favorite shows, that and Dukes of Hazzard. More than Miami Vice? Well, Miami Vice was in the 80s, so I was more of a young, uh, young upcoming adult. Okay, so Emergency was like kid, kid. Yeah, shit. Miami yeah. Vice was the times where you're like grinding on the hose behind the bleachers. Excuse me. You know. Grinding uh, on the hose I will, behind I will the bleachers. I will say Miami Vice made me want to wear Z Cavaricis. Well. I loved Miami Vice. Loved. I, you know. Uh, OG Gary says, Jake should call the advocate since his girlfriend hit him. Yeah, she didn't hit me in no negative way, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Calzone, Calzone says, tomorrow I want to see some festive hats. Oh, okay. By the way, Friday we're going to do a morning show, yeah. 9 to noon. Mm -hmm. 9 a.m. to noon on Friday. Yep. Because uh, we have quite the project this weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, so we need to get that underway. And we're, we, we, we got so much crap last week. We took one day off and people were like, oh my God, how dare you? Paxwell Burns. Everybody is outraged. <laughs> I can't remember what day. Was it Thursday or Friday or something? I think it was Thursday. I can't, I can't remember. People were like, I can't believe we didn't have You're any. You're out of your freaking mind. The internet was out in our studio. We had no choice. Internet was, which is not shocking in our studio. But um, we couldn't do a show. And people were like, I can't believe it. Pack 12 burns. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. Uh, OG Gary says, it may look uh, like night outside, but Jake wears his stunner glasses inside. That's stunner. Right. That's right. Stunner. Stunner, stunner, stunner. glasses. See, see what I'm working over stunner. here? Stunner. I got the energy today. The, the stunner. Yeah. Uh, Cougar tracks. Jake is the man. Thank you. Thank you. Nate Davis. Can we talk about the NBA now? 14 minutes, Nate. 14 minutes. Uh, Jake, you look like, you, like, you look like it, uh, 
Jake, you like it a little rough, eh? Did LOL. you just call me Trevor Bauer, bro? Like, come on, bro. I don't, I don't need that By kind the of way, energy, bro. Did you guys hear Trevor Bauer settle this case out of court with The Athletic and the reporter for The Athletic? Uh-huh. He sued The Athletic and the reporter, and today they settled out of court. Mm. And then retracted tweets and retracted the story. So, Owned. There you go. Katie Raider. Pew, pew. Uh, Baba Black Sheep. Okay. Uh, salty Drunk. It would be great to have a theme program from time to time. Well, if we had any kind of like foreign beers, Jake, can you think of a foreign beer? I'm in. Ah, it's really, it's really tough. I mean, the problem is I don't mm. get the chance to drink them often because you know the the suppliers, the distributors don't, uh, you know, stay good to their word and send us the package. Mm. The package. People didn't welch on their bet. Maybe we could. Uh, Jeremy Calzone. Oh my God, Z Cavaricci. Right. Right? Yes. Cowboy hats. Bryce Martin. I have a huge hat. I wear a size 8 hat. Yeah. Uh, brass bulls. Uh, 9 a.m. Mountain. Yes, sir. Yes, 9 a.m. Mountain. 8 a.m. Pacific. 11 a.m. Eastern. Carlos says emergency. Adam 12, Beretta, and Kojak. Adam 12. See, the difference is emergency is an hour. Adam 12 is 30 minutes of awesomely awkward cop show. And I still love it. Uh, Domer Wap, Dukes of Hazard, Roscoe P. Coltrane. I'm going to get them, Dukes. Love that show. Uh, Truck Stop Gumby says 9 a.m. Arizona time. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> yes, 9 a.m. Mountain Bowls. Uh, Mike Smith, I remember spending 100 plus on a pair of Z calves, and that was in 88, right? Probably like a oh. thousand bucks now. Dude, you know how many lawns I cut in Lincolnshire, Illinois, to try and get a pair of those? And my mom would not let me do it. Woman hated me. Uh, Cougar Tracks, you could uh, you could have still called. What do you mean? What do you mean? Uh, Lopes Van Gabe, Jake on that reverse Trevor Bauer kink. Let your freak flag fly, Jakey Two Holes. Hey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Oh, Carlos, the 70s man. We had the best shows, music, athletics. Yes, we did. Yeah, times were better then, bro. 9 a.m. Pacific time in Utah. Exactly right. Yeah, dude. Uh, Jeff, is Arizona in Mountain or Pacific? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. One of the most iconic arguments the comment section's I'm ever had. I'm telling you dude. right now. They're in Pacific time. No, they're, uh, they're, they're, uh, you know, okay. I mean, like there were almost death blows. Raider Mark, mountain time in Arizona. Don't. Yeah, you know what I mean? Connor Johnson, go Beavs. Apple, Amazon, ESPN, Ion. Max TNT, ESPN for 32, better deal. Who says no? Right. Who says no? Right. Uh, Gregory Krug. Did Jake get pink eye from the brown eye? Bro, that's cold-blooded, dog. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> My guy. Uh, Raider Mark, or is it Pacific in Arizona? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Carlos, Hogan's Heroes. Yes. Giggity. Foreign beers such as Takati. No, we were more meaning 4X Gold. I know, Reset. Salty Drunk still owes us. It's been years, dude. 10 cases of 4X gold, you know. Uh, oh, four, oh, four it off. Uh, okay. You've been drinking a 4X gold. Uh, Domer Wop, Jake is testing a glass eye. That's right. That's right. Uh, Katie Raider, pew, pew. Uh, Jakey Two Holes likes the uh, shocker hand uh, signal. Shock-a-bra. By the way, 
we finalized our uh, Thanksgiving trip to Hawaii. Hawaii. We're it's going not to Hawaii. It's Hawaii. Hawaii. We're going to Honolulu for uh, Christmas Honolulu. or uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, dude. Penthouse. And no, we're not doing shows while we're there, so don't even ask. No, we're not. We're taking vacation for once in our life. What's vacation? Yeah, seriously. I am not doing... I'm not doing shows this weekend. At Friday, we'll do a show, and then we won't do a show until the 5th. I'm off playing golf. Um, we finalized our Thanksgiving trip to Hawaii. <sighs> Cannot wait. Cannot wait. We are staying uh, on Oahu, and we're getting golf. We're planning to play three rounds of golf that week. I'm hoping to... Slip it in for a four. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a family <laughs> program, sir. <laughs> Domer Wap, Jake is testing a glass eye. Uh, Ruff's official. Today's theme is too cool for shades. There you go. See? Okay. I'm telling you, and I call these the douche goggles. Yeah, what do we think of these? I'm telling these are yeah. the these are the NFL Oakleys. Do you guys like these? I, I like these a lot, dude. I think they're a vibe. First of all, the lens is undefeated. Yeah. The the lens is But the comfort though. The comfort is where it's at. Well, because like. they, they don't weigh anything. Yeah. They don't they weigh nothing, but they're like the Pro Bowl. They released them at the Pro Bowl and Von Miller wore them and Yeah. They're amazing. I would own ten pairs of these if I had any money. Yeah. It would be you know, if I had Kleovcock money, I would own like ten pairs of them. Yeah, I mean, I, they're they're definitely really good, dude. Back to the envelope calculations. You know, uh, OG Gary, foreign beer, Kingfisher, Taj Mahal, and Kieran. I've heard decent things about Taj Mahal, actually. Come on, man. Give me the Modelo. Let's go. Giggity. So does that put us at 9 a.m. Arizona time? Yeah, sure. Yeah, dude. You know. Uh, Cougar <laughs> Tracks. <laughs> Cougar Tracks says Dragnet. Yes. 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 Uh, Monty Oza Ribeye. Speaking of unpaid bets, any news on the ribeye? Teddy's busier yeah, is, than I am. Bro, is Buddy in the chat today? Is Jet here? I haven't seen him yet. Uh, Delaric, I loved watching reruns of Dragnet growing up. Bauer outage is in full effect. He is. He's six and two with a two three nine ERA. Is that not one of the most badass nicknames though? Bauer, Bauer outage. outage that is. is slick, dude. It's just you know, it's just too bad he's a pos. You know, it's just, it is. Uh, let's see, Bryce Martin. What time will the show be on if I'm in Arizona? Shh. Two a.m. Oh dear. Two a.m. <laughs> Steven Smith said, "I made a super chat." I know. Oh, okay. Let's. Did I miss it? Uh, I must have. Okay. But aren't these the same presidents that supported Larry Scott when he uh, became commissioner over thirteen years ago and believed that he would make them play? Thank you. Take them play. Yeah. Yes. It, they. He is. And the guy you're talking about is Michael Crow at Arizona. Michael Crow at Arizona is arguably the largest Larry Scott troublemaker in the history of the Pac-12. What an idiot! Michael Crow is the reason he survived so long. Oh, Steven, what a loser! Steven, you are exactly right. And I apologize, I missed your super chat. Big 12 fans will never forget the, quote, alliance that omitted the Big 12 and bit the Pac-12 in the ass. Karma, Utes embraced the rivalry and kicked BYU's ass. Utah has owned BYU for Repeatedly. the most part. For the most part. I, I just... I want the best for Utah, man. And fans aside, I want the best for them. I, I, I really do. Um, let's see. John says, we are 100 miles from Chicago. We have a full tank of gas, half a pack of smokes. It's night, and we're wearing sunglasses. Do you know where that's from, Jake? Blues Brothers. Thank you. 
Uh, DF Aust, Coach Fish comments almost make a person wonder if they have a preference for a different conference. Yeah, did you guys... Uh, the nomenclature of certain affinities, please? Yeah, certain affinities, please. Use the proper uh, nomenclature. Uh, Arizona football coach Jed Fish was on uh, Buddy's up next, podcast. Up next with uh, Adam Brenneman, I think it, it is. Some guy. Yeah, I'd have to pull it back up. Yeah, some jig. Uh, just the guy, Jag. Um, and he was asked about Arizona's position. And the funny thing is, the way the question was asked, and we clipped it, but the way the question was asked is, hey, I know you can't answer this, but I have to ask. Hey, tell me about Arizona in real life. Arizona's going to have a place to go. Mm-hmm. And that's what I tell our recruits. <laughs> Be all right. That's what I tell our donors. <laughs> that's what I tell our families of you know, current personnel. Mm-hmm. We have a great brand. And we have a great basketball program, we have a great softball program, a great baseball program, and I believe we have the opportunity to have an incredible football program. Yeah. We're fine. Yeah. Where we play <laughs> our road games, we'll wait and see for our president. But um, we are locked in and loaded for this season, and um, we're going to try to just be where our feet are, which is right now in the Pac-10. Pac-10. Pack, pack um, 10. Pack, uh, pack 10. First of all, uh, Jed, that's what you're telling recruits? So he's telling recruits, yeah, I don't know where we're going, but trust me, kids, we're going to be fine. Pack 10. This is UConn telling people they're going to the Big 12. Yeah. That's what this is. Because UConn, I don't know if you guys saw that. UConn is allegedly telling recruits that they're going to the Big 12. So... Yeah, I know. I, and again, if you're just hopping on the show, Jed Fish, the football coach at Arizona, is saying, yeah, we're telling recruits we don't know where we're going to be, but uh, yeah, we're going to be somewhere. Well, and then he said, uh, yeah, this year we know uh, our feet are on the ground in the pack. Ten. Uh, but, you know. Pack ten. Where we play our road games in the future, that's up to our president. <laughs> Nah, nobody's leaving. Pack 10. Nobody's leaving. No, no. And the best part of this is it just goes right right along with uh, Arizona Athletic Director Dave Hickey. Remember this butte from Dave Hickey where the Heekster was saying, I'm not sure how to say it, but we're faced with a new and ever-changing conference alignment. We'd like to be with the Pac-12 and continue the great tradition of the conference, but if not... There will be a new landscape and a new opportunity for the University of Arizona, which only goes to play into President Robbins talking about, you, you know, a certain affinity for the power basketball brand of the Big 12. And, hey, you know, uh, I just need to hear what the Pac-12 numbers are, and then I can make a decision. Pac-10. Yeah, sounds like you guys uh, really support yeah, that conference really there. really desperate to stay in the Pac-10. Man, I mean, wow. Pac-10. I, I mean, I don't know how you'll ever, uh, I mean, make this decision. Wow, uh, maybe you need to eat some marinara meatballs. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Oh. Well, we do it with savory ground beef covered, covered in tangy, tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza, the official pizza of the Monty Show. 
Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase at $25 or more. By the way, have we ever figured out the what the pervasive opinion is here about pineapple on pizza? Right? I, well, oh, I think I'm we did. Pineapple on pizza, guys. Yeah, pineapple sure. on pizza oh, is yeah. amazing. Yeah. I know, and a lot of people, you know, obviously, you know, most Americans understand that, yeah. you know, Vladdy doesn't like pineapple. So we, you know, you know, you know, you know, you, you know. Uh, anyway, uh, order your Papa Murphy's <laughs> pizza through the Papa Murphy's mobile app. Use the promo code Monty25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. Uh, what's up, Jackson Graham? Good to see you. Um, what's up, LV Seminole? Pineapple does not Bro. belong on pizza any more than olives do. Stop. Dude. Jackass. Why Man, do you come you in? Seminole, why, why are you a problem? Yeah. Why do you come in here and you say inflammatory things like that? Yeah, do you think you could just come in here and say whatever you want? You know. I mean, you can. It's kind of a free country and stuff. Uh, oh, pineapple on pizza is okay, but pepperoni is gross. Yes, yes dude. Yes. yes, it is, bro. Yes. It absolutely is, man. Yes. Because it's garbage. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, Mike Smith. Rumors that GK has been seen in Birmingham. Rumors are he was talking to talking with Black Betty about possible expansion. Okay. That's cool. Cool, man. Uh, salty drunk, do you think numbers on the show decline due to moving away from football or is it closer to dinner for people? Oh, I don't know. I, I think it's I think it ebbs and flows. I mean if if you want an honest answer, yeah, I think there are hundreds of thousands, I don't think, I know for a fact, based on analytics that were provided that there are hundreds of thousands of people that are that are thirsty for college football talk. And I think that the NBA is not football. And so just because of that, people are less interested. Now, that's not any shade to the NBA because I love the NBA. Yeah. I love talking jazz, love talking OKC, love the conversation yesterday and the one we're about to have. But, but the reality of the situation is here in the States, football is king, and that's just the beginning and the end, unfortunately. Yep, all of our NBA talk on the Monty Show presented by our good friends at TridayTrading.com. Triday Trading, go there right now. Sign up for your $10 30-day trial membership. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Uh, and you guys changed your life. I, I, I get it. I, I think I probably talked to three, four people a week who tell me um, how much they hate their jobs and they really want Triday Trading to be legit. And Triday Trading is legit. And again, I tell you every day, I, as I do this spot, I check my stocks and I check the money that I make every day in my retirement. And that's what I use the stock market for. Um, I use it as a retirement because I think that's what I, I need in my life. And it's a utility. It absolutely is. And by the way, Amazon at 129. I love it. Uh, how about my guys at GE up $25 today? Let's go. Yes. 107.05 at GE. Like make the money you deserve. I, 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 I struggle when I hear about people that can't afford to buy houses. Hey man, I just can't afford the down payment. You can't. Come on, man. You just don't know how to make the money. Tridaytrading.com is how you buy yourself the house you've always wanted. Hey, but it's a $100,000 down payment. Tridaytrading.com. If I, if I said to you, hey, you, can, you, you, you need $30,000 for a down payment on a house. What, what if I said to you, at tridaytrading.com, that's six, seven, eight weeks worth of day trading. And you can have the house that you've always dreamed of. 
TridayTrading.com. They have traders every day in this country that make at least $1,000 a day day trading. You make $5,000 a week day trading. Six weeks, you're making $30,000. That's real. Those are real numbers. That's real opportunity. Is it easy? No, it's not easy. But when you work with Tri-Day Trading, they're giving you their algorithms, their processes. They're giving you full-time professional trading coaching. Yes. That's what you get. And not just when you graduate their program and you begin your own business. No, you get ongoing education. You get ongoing support. And the best part is when you go through the TridayTrading.com program and you graduate, they fund an account for you. They give you money in an account that you get to trade. You lose it all, lose it all. It's not your money, what do you care? But here's the part you care about. When you make money with their money, they're gonna give you 80% of the profit. When you make money trading TridayTrading.com's money, that's how confident they are that they can show you how to make the money you've always talked about. And, and I'm telling you guys, you gotta stop talking about it. It's time to start living your life. It's time to start doing. Stop dreaming and start taking action to make that a reality and try day trading. Work for yourself and all you have to do is make a $10 donation to charity and you're into their 30-day no obligation, no obligation trial membership. At Why the would of, they do that if it didn't work? At the end of that 30 days, if you're out, you're out and it's a tax write-off, I'm telling you. Uh, Anna Pavelko says, I love Hawaiian pizza. Yeah, well, you know, Let's and the go. thing too, real quick, just worrying into the NBA right now, but just... Real quick, one of my favorite things about Papa Murphy's is that, you know how like when you get pizza, like sometimes you get like really crappy crust and other times you get really good crust. Like when you get Papa Murphy's, that's what I love about their crust. Anytime you can get a good pineapple, you know, bacon, Hawaiian pizza on nice puffy crust, mm. it's just, it's my favorite, man. It's absolutely my favorite. And then you you put some you put some smoke into it. You put it on a Traeger smoker, or you know the best thing is like one of our oven at home has an air fryer in it. You air fry a Papa Murphy's pizza. How often do you use the air fryer in your oven? I use the air fryer, and I'm curious, you guys in the comment section, let's talk about this too. How often do you guys air fry? Do you have air fryers? One. And I have do. I have a Rolls Royce oven from Samsung. And now I guess gas, gas stovetops are terrible for your health. It's coming out, whatever. Uh, but I have a, an air fryer in my oven that I don't use nearly as much as, I think mine's a Black & Decker. You use mine as well. Yeah. I think I have a Black & Decker air fryer and that thing is a freaking amazing thing. Chicken nuggets, French fries, but you know what else it does? It's a great toaster for bagels, pizzas, the marinara meatballs. Yes. You, I mean, you name it, leftovers. I mean, there's nothing that thing can't do. When we make tacos at home, um, like my wife makes these great veggie tacos, or like the other night, we had uh, baked potatoes with chili. You can pop those into the air fryer. It'll melt cheese. It'll warm it up. Like, I think air fryers are life, dude. It is so, so. When we worked at Yelp, yes. They, it, when we were in the office at Yelp many years ago now, they had air fryers in the kitchens. And dude, we used to make these sandwiches. We would take um, Dave's Killer Bread. We would put some fresh cut turkey because Yelp is an amazing place to work. They give you all this gourmet food. Um, so you'd have Dave's Killer Bread, all this fresh cut turkey, and they give you cheese slices. 
build the sandwich, put it in the air fryer for three minutes, boom, comes out perfect. Yeah, Black & Decker, I'm pretty sure is what oh, you have. Yeah, I think I do yeah. have a Black & Decker. It's amazing. Uh, Mike Maples, just tuning in, feeling okay, Jake? Hope it's not a migraine. No, I'm good, bro. No, he's I'm got... Chilling. We're just having fun what did, with it what did, what did other dudes say? He's got pink eye from the brown eye. Yeah, I got pink eye from the, uh, the Costas eye, you know? <laughs> Dibs, listen to two holes. Don't be tossing no shade on pineapple on pizza. Shady two yeah, holes. Yeah, you see way. what I mean, dude? <laughs> yeah. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. <laughs> oh... That's amazing. Uh, Connor Johnson says, damn it, now I'm hungry. Seriously. Uh, Jeff Woodworth says, Monty Street Bets on Reddit. Dude, I'm telling you, right? Yeah, yeah dude. Uh, it's at 129. It's going to 200 minimum. The thing with the thing, here's the deal. If you're going to get in on, if you're going to try and be a, a, you know, a lucrative trader or something as a side hustle, I just am a big believer that, okay, you can throw money at Amazon. You can, I mean, you can, you know, play those, play those positions. But I just don't understand why you wouldn't go and just take a program. They give you the program yeah. and go and make money with it. Like, it's such a simple proposition, dude. I don't know anybody who's been through that program that isn't just thriving on it. Yeah, dude. And, and I'm not even saying that because they advertise. People have literally messaged us a couple months after joining. And they're like, yeah, dude, like. I've quit my nine to five. Like it makes me more money than I ever thought it would. Like, I'm so glad I listened. Like, dude, it's not even in question, man. We, we have all kinds of people. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, but get in, I listen, I'm not giving you stock advice, but at 129 bucks a share, dude, how can you not? Uh, let's see. Monty Oza ribeye dating is hard when you tell people you day trade for a living. It is. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that, but... Yeah, show them your car. Uh, truck Stop Gumby, trees are for smoking, not eating. Well... Mike Smith said, eat a beaver, save a tree. Well... Okay. <laughs> you know. Uh, Mike Smith says, I love Italian luau. My wife, last Friday for our anniversary, made Italian tacos. Where is the Italian? Jesus, dude. Italian tacos are... Bomb. Oh. Uh, OG Gary, pineapple on piz. Okay, easy. Family, family, family program, show. dude. Uh, Monty Ozariba, I love getting raw pizza. Just love getting to do the extra work cooking it myself. I, but see, we've talked about this on the show at Nauseam as well. When you get it, so Papa Murphy's Pizza, you have to cook it at home. It's Take called Take and bake, bake, right? It takes 15 minutes maybe yeah. to cook it at home. And it just it just tastes better. The thing that I like about it and the reason I stopped eating commercial pizza is because it's so greasy. Like, I used to love every weekend we would eat uh, Costco pizza. Yeah. But it's so greasy that you can't really even enjoy it. Yeah, what we used to do. You remember? We used to take paper towels yes. and dab the top of the pizza because yes. it was so greasy. Yes. that And that's what I love about Papa Murphy's. It's so fresh. Mike Phillips, air fryer is king for leftovers. Yeah, absolutely. Curtis says, I use mine several times a week. Um, Todd James says the best. Uh, Kurt Peter says nothing but cheese. Well, that's one way. There to is, I will say, there is credence to a bomb, just straight cheese pizza. Dude, we've had some, we've been doing picnics up in the mountains on the yeah. weekends. And Mrs. Monty, again, I don't mean to go on about my wife, uh, but Mrs. Monty has made some unbelievable cheese selections. Amazing. Air frying at least three times a week, Mapes says. Delaric says air fry four to five times a week, mostly for lunch. Veggie tacos. Mark says shame, shame. What? Veggie tacos are amazing. 
Uh, Gary says, pineapple on pizza absolutely belongs. People don't like it because social media told them not to like it. Yeah. Gary also says, I hardly use my air fryer. It's a paperweight. <laughs> really? Really? Uh, Mike Smith says, veggie tacos. Now I'm getting freaking pissed. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, salty drunk. Now NBA is taking a backseat to air fryers. Well, you know. Uh, Connor says, gas stoves now bad for your health as a microwave and so... Uh, it's just a matter of time before air fryers are bad for I'm kind of getting to that point with things. Seriously, like, like I understand that some things are not good for us, but if you're going to tell me a gas stove is bad for my health, then I'm good with that. I'm cool. Like, gas stoves are the way. when if you, Especially if you cook at home a lot, gas is absolutely the way. There's no doubt about it. I agree. Uh, by the way, can we argue over Lululemon shorts? Here we go. Jake is wearing Lululemon shorts today. Right. And it's because his pillow farter got them for him. <laughs> it's probably not the proper nomenclature uh, for your beautiful significant other. Right. Um, his girlfriend bought him a pair of Lululemon shorts. And I was admittedly very skeptical. And, I mean, they are like a cheap hotel. They have zero ballroom. I mean, but, they but, don't okay. have a ballroom. They don't. That's not true. They That's don't have ballroom. They, they, That's not true. They ride up that crotch. Um, but you... Are, are, now I'm fat, so I probably can't fit in Lulu. It's not true. Do do you are they comfortable? They are. They're the greatest shorts ever. They are very dude. I I had a revelation the first time I golfed in them. You put them on golfing. It, it, it's amazing. No, it doesn't help me golf better. You know why no. they're so comfortable? Because when you put that Lulu lemon against your skin, it automatically like it's like magic. It shrinks your <laughs> testicles up, so you have more room down there. The issue is when I mean, you big wear balls a short golfing. Ball, when you have big balls, okay, fuck you. They, I mean, they take up room in the shorts, so you put those Lulus on, and boom, testicles gone. Oh shit! Damn, I am tripping. You know. So, like I was saying. <laughs> The the revelation I had is that when you're golfing, you need a short that stops above your knee. You, you. Have, like you. I at least need that because I cannot stand having a short that is down below my knee when I'm constantly trying to turn my legs and do the things you need to do in your golf. It's just annoying as hell. You shouldn't be turning my legs. Whatever, dude. Okay. Uh, Truck stop Gumby says good health is bad for your health. Exactly. Anna says is Papa, big Papa pump. It's fine. Uh, Greg Hawkins, how the heck are you, my guy? Good to see you. Uh, hasn't Taco Bell always been meat-free? No. Jackson says, uh, thoughts on John Collins' trade? Next move for the Jazz? We're talking about Lululemon. Yeah, don't try to get us back on track, dude. No. We're talking about trucking. Tucking? Are you tucking? Do you tuck and fold? Yeah. Uh, where are all my tuck and fold boys at? Oh, stop it. <laughs> don't. <laughs> Don't add I, it. Add it to Team Lean. Stop it. Add I, it to no, Team Pee in a I, Bottle. No, <laughs> I like Bud Light, and I'm proud dude, to say it. No, no, dude. Seriously, don't piss people off. Don't Jake do that. Wear, you said tuck. Jake wears 70 eras basketball shorts. He does. That's correct. He does. That's correct. He does. Mike also says, "What the f is Lululemon shorts?" Yeah, dude. Look them up. If you don't know what Lululemon is, you live under a rock, bro. Mapes says uh, Jake needs ballroom. Yes. Lululemon sells ABC pants, anti-ball crushers. They're very comfortable and uh, are kind to the testes. They are. They are. Wow. 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 Um, 
Travis Tolley, Monty, I am way behind, but on your question about who owns the Dallas market, just remember that Tech has more grads in DFW than TCU has grads in Here we go. I'm not saying you're wrong. Ducking, no smoke. Um, brother. What's up, brother? Lululemon short is perfect, comfortable, and it reminds me, damn, ladies, look at that. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, Cougar Track says it's tuck and hold. Oh, tuck and hold. My bad. My bad. <laughs> My bad. Uh, random. So your new name is Rando. Tuck and roll up like a fruit by the foot. Jake ain't got no fruit by the Come foot, on, yo. Bro. Come on, bro. Hey, look here, man. Yeah, okay. Absolutely nothing wrong with 70s basketball shorts. That's what I'm saying, bro. Says the guy who's like 100 pounds before he takes a dump. Yeah. Like, you're, you can wear anything Here I you am. want. Although, I will say, I put on my Lakers shorts the other day. I happen to have a... You uh, got to golf in those at some point, dude. Come on. Probably not. Uh, maybe Why? in the morning. I don't know. Uh, I have a pair of Laker game shorts that have never fit. And I put them on the other day, and they're actually really comfortable now. It's nice. Uh, Edward Wayner. It's too close, Edward. Uh, San Marcos, Texas here. SMU doesn't bring Texas just like Texas State doesn't bring San Marcos. Wow. Jesus. God damn. Ow. <sighs> I like it. Uh, randomness. Rando guy says, I like the name Rando. I've made it. You have. There you go. Randomness. See? You, See, you're, you're Rando now. you somebody that has a name. You're Rando now. All right. Let's talk NBA. Because uh, the natives are getting restless. No. Um, sources close to the Utah Jazz today tell us that Jordan Clarkson has informed the Jazz he's going to opt out of his contract. And this is not a surprise. Like, this, there was some surprise about this on Twitter today. This is not surprising. Uh, if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, you know that Jordan, uh, according to our sources, um, has had some frustration. And I think it was wholeheartedly justified he wanted to go to a contender the jazz had uh, according to sources close to the jazz a first round pick on the table they were offered for jordan clarkson and said no um and we've heard that ryan smith was never going to trade jordan clarkson and jordan now has the opportunity to be a free agent now my guess is if he's going to walk away the jazz would like to do a sign and trade so that they get value for him but jake this feels like a scenario uh, where no matter what happens, Jordan Clarkson's done with the note on his chest. Yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, uh, this hasn't been an inevitability. I mean, this is this is inevitable. Like, I, I I don't know why everyone was all heartbroken and sad and everyone was all surprised and THT opts in and everyone's like, oh, what happened to JC? Where's he going? It's like, dude, bro, have you not been following the tea leaves? Have you not been paying attention? They did not do what Jordan Clarkson wanted them to do. You should have traded him at the deadline to a contender who was capable of getting to the NBA Finals at that time. But you chose not to do that because, as uh, what Mr. Robbins at Arizona said, you had certain affinities with with Jordan Clarkson. And, and I just don't understand it. And it will forever be something that I don't understand when it comes to Ryan in that front office. I don't know what you were looking at there. And, and, and it, if, it, if it were to come out one day that Jordan told you one thing and then went back on his word, okay, then I'll, then I'll let you off the hook. But, but this is one of those that, this is one of the few mistakes, in my opinion, that Ryan Smith has made. I, I think he's been really good overall, but this is one of those where I'm like, hey, man, like, 
You got to learn to set your emotions aside and let Danny do the Danny aging. You got to let him make a deal on JC and get value back and move on with your life. Because ultimately, Jordan Clarkson is kind of the uh, the last of the Mohicans of the Donovan Mitchell era, right? Like he's one of the last guys that you had on that roster that was in the playoffs every year for like five years, seven years in a row or whatever it was. Like, So to me, I just... I, you should have moved him and you didn't. And now he's not going to opt in. He's going to go get paid and you're going to be out uh, a player for no value in return. And that's the NBA. And I think ultimately that's what you're just going to have to deal with. And, and I think once JC is officially gone, once, uh, what does he have till the 30th, I think, or the first maybe, right. Uh, you know, once he's, once that time has passed and jazz fans Learn to accept it because, you know, Tony's tweeting about it or Eric Walden or who the hell ever, all the guys that cover the Jazz. Once it gets out to the masses, then then the only question is going to be who's the new face of the team. Because obviously I think Laurie's got a strong case. Uh, I definitely think Walker Kessler's got a very strong case. And that'll be really interesting to see how uh, to see how that plays out. But yeah, I think Jordan Clarkson not trading him was was a big mistake, and and I hope that they don't make that mistake again. Yeah, and I, I think that it's going to lead to bad blood with the fan base because I think they're Jordan Clarkson. For those of you who don't know, is a legitimate superstar um, in the Philippines, and I think it, it's going to cost you reach. It's going to cost you goodwill. Um, I think it's going to cost you merchandise sales. The way you've handled this was wrong, uh, in my opinion. I think it's one of the few missteps that Jazz have made in the last year. They should have traded Jordan Clarkson to a contender. They should have traded Jordan Clarkson to the Knicks, who were interested, to the Cavs, who were interested, back to the Lakers, who were interested. Why would you trade Malik Beasley and hang on to Jordan Clarkson? Jordan had far more value in that deal. I just don't understand what the Lakers' affinity for Jordan Clarkson is other than, I I get it, he's a tremendous person. Um, He is an international superstar. There's no doubt about that. But you owe Jordan Clarkson better. He has been a phenomenal contributor to this organization. But you're, you're in a position where the timeline doesn't add up to keep Jordan Clarkson on your roster. And he's a guy that can contribute at a championship level now for a team who's ready to be there. The Jazz are at least two seasons away from competing for a championship. This year, they're going to be competing for a playoff spot. I have no doubt about that. But does Jordan Clarkson really fit your timeline? And when you look at other guard options, you're in a position where you have the opportunity to fully develop your younger core talent, guys like Ochai Akbaji, who should never lose a single dribble of the basketball to Jordan Clarkson. And it just now has become a problem. And I don't think it has anything to do with Jordan selling his home in Utah and building a house in San Antonio. I don't think it has anything to do with that. I don't think it has anything to do with the San Antonio Spurs. I think it's as simple as Jordan Clarkson wants to win now. He sees that he is in the twilight of his career. He's probably got one more contract coming up here, and then he's probably going to retire. So I think it's just a misstep by Ryan Smith and the Jazz, Jake, that frankly you don't see very often. Yeah, and I think that, you know, like I don't think that you'll see them make that same mistake again. I think that, you know, um, you know, I, I, it's just tough because I think when an owner of any team, NBA or otherwise, says, hey, we're not doing anything with this guy because I feel this type of way about it, that kind of handcuffs your basketball people. So, you know, again, if if Isaiah Thomas were to say, hey, Matt Ishbia, you should not move DeAndre Ayton under any circumstance, and then Ishbia tells 
James Jones and everybody in Phoenix, we're not moving this guy. It handicaps what James Jones and that front office can do. And you yes. see it all around the league. You see it in the NFL. You certainly see it in Major League Baseball. Like, you see it everywhere. And, and, and mistakes are made. And ultimately, I mean, it's not like this is gonna this is gonna cost you hundreds of millions of dollars or some massive thing. But you would have liked to get value. JC was your, one of your final pieces that you could move and legitimately get equal player value or get some good draft compensation. And you just decided not to do that. So you know. Yeah, it is. Um, it is really interesting to me to see the way this has played out. And it, it's unfortunate because he is truly a guy who deserves better. It, he, he just deserves better. Yeah. Uh, OG Gary says, I knew you were a closet Laker. Well, I mean, I covered that team for a long time. And, and I mean, I, I is it some I'm a, sin to be a Laker fan? dude? Well, I'm not, I wouldn't call, I'm a Bulls fan and I'm a Devin Booker fan. If the Lakers are on, I'm probably watching. It's LeBron James. I mean, there's, to me, I watch players in this league. I don't watch. I don't watch teams. And the very fact that the uh, Chicago freaking Bulls signed Nikola Vucevic to a three-year, sixty million dollar no. deal. Fuck off! Like they, I am a. I am. It is hard to be a Bulls fan. Yeah. It, it. You pay that guy. He's an absolute liability on defense. An absolute liability. The guy is the exact same player he's been his entire career, and you just gave him sixty more million dollars. Yep. I, I, why? I have, I have no idea why. I don't know. Jeff says, uh, we worked so hard in the 90s to stop wearing them damn shorts, and they had to bring them back. Exactly. Court McMullen, JC leaving Utah and other news, water's wet. Yeah. Was it inevitable, though? Yes. Yes. I think they should have traded him. That's what they should have done. Uh, Brandon Butler, Connor Bedard is officially a Chicago Blackhawk. Oh, yes, yes, he is. And I love it. I love every second of it. I think it's amazing. Um, yeah, I think that is uh, the Blackhawks have an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And we'll see what they do with it. Uh, Mr. Guy says, who is he to demand he gets traded to a contender? Well, he's earned that. Yeah. He's, he's a vet who won the sixth man of the year here. He was a huge part of your community, a huge part of your team. You traded everybody else, but you refused to trade him. You traded Don and Rudy to two of the better teams in, in the, the league, and you refused to trade Jordan Clarkson. It, it just doesn't make any you sense. you refused to pay him. Yeah. Big Daddy Magic says Jordan Clarkson is jumping to the San Antonio. Why would he do that? If he was going to go to the Spurs, wouldn't he stay with the Jazz? The Spurs are going to struggle for the next three years. Why? Victor's the way. Like He's not going to go retire on a bad basketball team. Uh, OG Gary says JC was a great contributor when he was on the Lakers. I mean, he's, uh, he, he is a guy who has, he's certainly transformed himself since he was a Laker. Yeah. He was just so young then, dude. I, I, like, you know, yeah. that you're talking about the Kyle Kuzma era when JC was there. Like that's, that's young, man. A very different time. Uh, severe. What's up, Jeremy Jordan to me was not the face of the franchise. Oh, last the, I think last season he certainly was. Yeah, he was. He certainly was. Uh, Lori was and is. Well, the problem is Lori Markkinen doesn't talk. Lori Markkinen's not compelling. Who did the Jersey rollout, bro? Yeah. And, and, and again, with all due respect to Lori, like he's a very vanilla personality. He's a very vanilla basketball player. Nine minutes out of 10. And he has some spectacular moments, and last year certainly he had many. 
but he's not a a he's not Jordan Clarkson who's got personality. He's got a dynamic game. He's somebody that's exciting. He's a fashion guy. He's a fashionista. He's, he's a an international guy. superstar. He's a supercar guy. He actually goes out downtown in his Lamborghini and eats at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Like he's a he he loved being here. Yeah. And I, I think he absolutely was the fan favorite. There's no doubt. Yeah. Jazz made the same mistake they always do. Make decisions based on emotions, which Jordan hope we learn eventually. Well, yeah. Monty owes a ribeye. The Jazz made a mistake, but they have made more good moves than bad moves. So I'm okay with it. Certainly they have. I would agree. Absolutely. Uh, Michael Peck. What's up, Peck? Uh, Clarkson is beloved by the fans. Maybe they didn't want to piss everyone off by trading him, but who the hell knows? Who the hell knows? Who knows? Uh, Brandon Butler, I don't think JC got an offer Danny liked. Probably the price coming back were bad contracts. But we were told last year specifically that they had a first-round pick offered to them for Jordan Clarkson. And I think New York was one of those teams, and I think Cleveland was the other one of those teams. Mm -hmm. And I think New York... I think New York would have really liked to have Jordan Clarkson on their on their team for that playoff run. And I don't know. I, the thing that worries me about Danny Ainge to a certain extent is I think he takes things personally. And the Nick thing, I'm, I, there, are, there are deals to be made with the Knicks that were not made. And whether it was Don or Jordan or whoever, but you, to me, I was really pleasantly surprised they made that significant of a deal with the Lakers. I was surprised it was Beasley and not Clarkson. Mm -hmm. I was. Because, mm, yeah, it's water under the bridge. Uh, Bulls are the worst-run organization in sports. Agreed. And they have a new GM and president, and it doesn't matter. Cause because it's garbage. They're never going to win. OG Gary, I've I never said it was a sin. I'm a Laker fan. It's it, it's a wee thing with my Lakers. It is, yeah. Yeah. Uh Connor says Dame Time in that must watch TV category. He's not. Not in Portland, he's not. Get to Miami. Now now you're talking about yeah, must watch TV. I think the only TV. thing that's must watch TV with Dame is when he's having those nights a few times a year. That's when it's like, all right, I need to watch this because he's got fifty He's got 45 at the half, and you know he's in one of those modes. Then that's must-watch. But on the regular, it's not. But at what point does it? It feels like forever since his games have mattered. It, it just does, and the injuries pile up, and you know, uh, brother. Speaking of the Bulls, I hope uh, you could get D Rose, Monty. Yeah, I, I'd like to see Derek. I'd like to see. I'd like to see Derrick Rose go somewhere where he has a legitimate chance to be a rotational player. Derrick Rose is a free agent, the Knicks renounced. Um, and he's got a lot left in the tank. He has a lot left in the tank. And he wants, he's another guy that wants to win. Yeah. They, and, and this argument that championships don't define guys, okay, you ride with that, but you ask anybody in the NBA. Derrick Rose... I, Derek Rose needs a championship yeah. and needs to be a significant part of one. And I think there's probably five teams that he could do that on. And we'll see what happens. But I, I, I hope he does not go back to the Bulls because that team is just awful. It's, it's incredibly frustrating. Uh, salty drunk. The Jazz owe Clarkson nothing. The Jazz need to do what's best uh, deal for the Jazz. Yeah, well, that's not how they went about it, my man, unfortunately. I wish they would always do what's best for the Jazz. 
Um, let's see. The Spurs will have a better record than the Jazz next. Uh, guy. <laughs> the Spurs will have a better record than the Jazz next year. You don't need to know how to break the atom to figure that out. I cannot wait till Victor Wambanyama gets hurt 10 games into the season. Because that's going to happen, and you need to be okay with that. There is nothing. No. Hey, hey you know what? Big Daddy Magic, I think you're right. The Spurs are going to win the championship this year. I mean, Victor's the way. Uh, the Jazz owe Clarkson nothing. I read that one. Um, Mike, Mike Rochburn's team stand. That's what I'm saying. Nah, dude. Team lean. Pack is Kuz coming to Utah. I heard he was in Salt Lake last week house shopping. Everybody's in Salt Lake house shopping. Uh, I, I do, love that we do that. Dude. I do not believe he's coming to Utah. I believe Sacramento. Sa if you pay for Kyle Kuzma, that's a huge mistake. That's a huge mistake. Huge. Kurt Peters, just remember, Jakey, when you were playing tongue dart on the back door, Never put your thumb in the on the turbo button. That blow-off valve will always hit you in the eye. See? Now you Tongue know. Tongue dart. Uh, Greg Hawkins. Not trading Jordan Clarkson was a rare miss for the Jazz. Under Ainge, things have been so improved. Great draft class, too. Totally agree. Yeah. Uh, truck Stop Gumby. I wish I could house shop in Salt Lake City. So yeah, do no I. No kidding, dude. So do I. Um... The Kyle Kuzma thing, I feel like this is a sentimental conversation because so many people are like, oh man, Kyle Kuzma went to Utah. I'm so bricked up right now. I mean, okay, that's cool. He went to Utah, but do you, do you want to pay him $30 million a year for five years? You want to give Kyle Kuzma $150 million minimum? Because I think that's what he's going to get. Yeah. I'm not interested. Not yet. OG Gary, Jake was tongue-punching two holes. This cock. Still is not taking off his sunglasses. <laughs> uh, don't be wishing any hurt on anybody, Jake. I'm sick and tired of the victor's going to take over the world talk. I, I am I over agree. it. I would agree. What do you think of uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers shopping Jared Allen? I think it's necessary. I think that they need to make changes on that roster because it wasn't good enough. And I think they're smart for getting, seeing, you know, price shopping uh, Darius Garland, you know, Darius Garland, Jared Allen, like, you know, their core pieces. I think you got to look at that. I, I am a big believer. Maybe you don't intend to trade the guy, but you damn well better know what the car is worth, right? Like you better know, okay, if right now, and Darius Garland is worth a player in two picks, let's say. Then we know, okay, at the trade deadline, based on where we are, he'll be worth this. You have to know what the value is. And if you don't, you're not doing your job as a front office. Yeah, so totally agree. If they're shopping Jared Allen, you know, and, and seeing, you know, what X, Y, and Z would value for him, I, I think that's smart. I mean, again, Jared's a guy that's got value because he's a workhorse. You know, he's not he's not selfish. He's a team guy. Obviously, big-time defender. I'm a big-time fan of Jared Allen. I like his game. Great pick-and-roll big, you know? But, again, they Donovan Mitchell, 
I hate the Don conversation right now because he has a lot to prove. He's not grown. He's not shown me anything special yet. And it's only the first year in Cleveland, and I'm willing to cut him some slack on that. But you got to get going here. Yeah, and I think Mobley took a step back with Don. I think it's hard not to say that. They, They have two guys, two bigs who don't shoot, and Allen and Mobley. And you're going to have to fix that. And I think Jared Allen's the obvious choice to go. Mobley's a more versatile player. Allen's a better defender. Um, but they need to get a they need to get another dynamic wing there that can make a difference. And I think when when you you look at Kyle Kuzma, I have to think Cleveland's in on that. Sacramento's going to be in on that. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot of teams that have that have the bread to pay Kyle Kuzma. I mean, does it, do we at least admit or agree that Kyle Kuzma is a huge risk for a contender? Yes, yes. I, I mean, if you pay him the kind of bread that he's going to make, dude, he better perform. I mean, he's shown you he can get you 40 in a game. He's shown that, not regularly. But what's he going to average? I would expect him to average mid-20s. That's what on I'd like to see. On a contending team? Yes. You put him on. You put him on Denver. Yeah, I'd like to see him in the mid-20s. So if you take out Michael Porter Jr., put in Kyle Kuzma, are they a better team? Yes. You think they are? Yes. Wow. They can score more. Okay. Um, If you put, if you take out anybody on Boston and put him in there. If you have Kyle Kuzma instead of Marcus Smart, hard to argue that you're a better team, but I do think you're a better offensive team. Jalen Brown versus Kyle Kuzma. Jalen Brown by miles, All day not long. even close. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I, I dude, Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma is a contract killer. Meaning, hey, you're gonna sign that dude to come in and score the ball, score buckets, get buckets as a starter. That's what you're. That's what you're bringing him in to do. He's shown the willingness to play to play defense in meaningful games. I'm not saying he's a good defender, but he's shown the willingness to work hard defensively. Certainly. Uh, so yeah, I, I I think if you were to put him in Denver. Yeah, I think that that improves their team. Uh, you know, I, my biggest issue with Michael Porter Jr. is the guy is so damn inconsistent as a shooter that you can't really rely on him. I love his frame. I love the way he plays the yeah. game. But I just wish that he was more efficient and more versatile offensively. He, j- he just isn't. And that's the problem. Kyle Kuzma, the thing you love about Kyle Kuzma is he wants to get after it. He wants to dunk on you. He wants to score on you. Like, he wants to do all that. Yeah. But he is an average-ass defender that, that has some issues. I don't know. I look at Kuzma's numbers. I, I don't think there's any way he ever gets to 25 points a game. I mean, the guy's 27. He's averaging 21 points uh, this year, and he's only shooting 33% from three. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying that guy $25, $30 million a year. I'm not interested in that. Wow. And if he's in Washington, you can swallow that. Okay, so maybe we should Kyle Kuzma or RJ Barrett. Fuck. Uh, I am not RJ Barrett's not a killer. Uh, I uh, we've we dude, why would you bring him up on this show? But I'm just saying, you I mean, know, if you're if you're saying that Kyle Kuzma's not we're not going to get to 25 a night, okay, that's cool. Stats agree with you. But if that's the case, then he falls down to over under at 20. I think Kuz is probably a better... He certainly had a better year last year than R.J. Barrett did, but there were far more expectations than R.J. Nobody cares. In Washington, nobody gives a shit about what you do. Who's watching Wizards games? 
I mean, like uh, in all honesty, mm-hmm. who's watching Wizards games? Yeah, nobody is watching Wizards basketball. Like Kyle Kuzma. I, I mean, does, do you guys realize he only played sixty-four games? Like it's more than a lot of guys. It, but <laughs> more than a lot of guys, man. Not for one hundred fifty million dollars. Not for for twenty-one points a game. Not for you know he shoots 10, two, 10 two-point field goals a game and eight. Three pointers a game. Shooting eighteen times a game and you're only giving me twenty one points? That's RJ Barrett's got a hundred and seven million dollar deal. Would you pay Kyle Kuzma one hundred and seven? No. No, I'm not, dude. Especially with the new CBA. Come on. Come on. Come on now. Yeah. Uh, I just mm. uh Court McMullen, uh, do the Jazz have a shot at Fred Van Vliet? I think he's that's the wrong timeline. Fred Van Vliet won. I, I need to know what the Rockets are going to do. I need to understand how much money they're going to spend and who are they willing to trade. Because the Rockets are supposedly everybody's All-American on Fred Van Vliet. Why would Fred go to Houston when he can go to Miami or he can go to the Lakers or he can go to... Yeah. Yeah. Somebody needs to explain that one to me. I agree. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what number he gets. I just think Fred Van Vliet's out of the timeline. for The, the Jazz need... Uh, yeah, and there are there aren't. If you look at the the free agent list, there, there. I mean, there's not a lot of, in my opinion, there aren't a lot of great fits for the Jazz. Like if I look at, you know, a Russell Westbrook, is that somebody that you're that no. excited? No, I'm not either. That's not like what we're about. Chris Middleton or Kyrie Irving's going back to Dallas or like D'Angelo Russell. If we're talking point guards. Yeah, I'd be interested in D'Lo. Yeah, for the Jazz, I would be. I, I because think, I think if you're if you're willing to go get John Collins, you're certainly interested in D'Angelo Russell. Patrick Beverly, no. no. Dennis Schroeder, no. Gabe Vincent, no. You're not interested in Gabe Vincent, no. Role player. Trey Jones, no. Io Desumu, restricted. I take Io Desumu. Yes, every single I would day. take Io Desumu. Yes. Like, but other than that. You know, like a, a a Kobe White. No. A Reggie Jackson. Uh Javon Carter. No, 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 no. You know, too uh, old. Uh, like, but that's my point. There's not a lot of great guys out. Trent Forrest is a free agent. No. Right? I mean, there's not a lot of great point guards out there. Yeah, Delo works because he's somebody again, a go get it kind of guy, and a guy who's shown a willingness to play the team game in a system. Yes. Right. So to me, I think if you said to Delo, hey, We've got a big time front court and we need to work on our back court. And by the way, you know, do you, cause some guys really value mentoring rookies. Like there are guys in the league and I don't know if d that guy or not, but if you said to d Hey, dominant front court, you would obviously start in the back court. What, what do you, what do you think? And by the way, you'd get to mentor a guy like Keontae George and you know, you get, to, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think the Jazz opportunity is attractive on some level, but I think for D'Lo, what's tough is you've just gone from a championship opportunity to a just trying to make the playoffs opportunity. I, like the, the the guards that are out there, like a guy that I'd be interested in is a Lonnie Walker. Like yeah. Lonnie Walker's an unrestricted free agent. I would absolutely give Lonnie Walker a look here. Like there, there's no question about that. The, yeah. the problem is you look at the two guards – it's Seth Curry, it's Max Struess, but Max Struess apparently is one of the hottest free agents in, in the NBA. 
now. Like Dante DiVincenzo would be great here. He's going to get paid. You can't. Yeah, it, too much. You're not going to compete for him. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, it's it's like, are you going to bring Malik Beasley back? Probably not because Malik's got a club option for 16 and a half that I would guess they're going to not opt into. I don't know. He's one of the better. He's he's only 26, and he's one of the better three-point shooters in the NBA. Yeah. Right? But if you look at if you look at guys that are not going to be available, like look at Josh Hart. What's Josh Hart going to do at $13 million? He's going to get paid. I'd love to have Josh Hart as a two-guard here. Yeah. But is that likely to happen? It's not. So it, the question is, I think Danny's going to have to Danny's going to have to be creative in trades. That it that would be my guess, right? Like Yeah, no, nah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah. Really interesting to see how that plays out. Brady Cook says, "What about Bruce Brown?" I He's too but he's going to get paid too much, dude. I mean, and again, he's going to get paid by a a contender. He's just won a championship. I mean, how would you not want to go back? And they raved about him in Denver. Yeah. Raved. I would love to have him. Yeah, Brandon Butler or Trey Jones would be great. Trey Jones would be great. Would love to see that. You know. Um, I prefer Gabe Vincent or DeSumo and trade for a point guard that's better later. The market doesn't have exactly what Utah needs. It doesn't. I would agree. I, I think Gabe Vincent, I think Io DeSumo. I want to see Io DeSumo in somebody else's uniform. The problem is he's restricted, obviously, but I want to see Io in somebody else's uniform. Yeah. Because the Bulls. Don't anyway. get him started, dude. KW says Cowboys Golf Club is worth the money. Is it really? Do tell. Do tell. Because I would mm, I would love to. Um, all right, couple other things. Speaking of um the Dallas Cowboys Golf Club, don't forget we'll be at Big 12 Football Media Days, the 12th and 13th of July, presented by BladeHQ.com. BladeHQ.com, the best knife by the best knife makers, bladehq.com. They have outdoor gear, survival gear. Thanks. Um, they have carabiners, they have knife, like any knife you can think of. You need a hunting knife, a pocket knife, you need a utility knife, they've got it. The guys at bladehq.com support the Monty Show, so we ask you to go and support them. Uh, even if you just chat with them and tell them, hey, I heard about you guys on the Monty Show. If you need a knife, if you need a gift, uh, for somebody, a birthday, a graduation, bladehq.com. My friends, a good, a good small business here in Utah uh, that absolutely believes in customer service. I love the company story. You're going to hear a lot more from them in the coming weeks. But bladehq.com uh, is our presenting sponsor of our coverage of Big 12 Football Media Days, um, as well as our friends at Big O Tires and American Fork, who I've got to go and see my guy Ryan down there. Sitting up at um, the crib the other day, and my neighbor's like, Monty, man, look at your tires are bald. Yeah, the tires on Hank the Grand Cherokee are going to have to get replaced by the end of summer. Mm -hmm. There's no other place that I would go. I am not going to spend a penny unless it's with Ryan at Big O Tires and American Fork because I trust him. I know he's going to do a good job. I know it's Big O Tires, so they stand behind their product. And Ryan's a grinder. He's a family man. He is somebody that is opening a small business and building it and becoming a, a really top-notch, I think the best tire uh, and auto repair company in the business. And by the way, if you guys need a lift, if you're going to lift a Bronco, a Jeep, if you're going to lift a truck, whatever it is, there is nobody that does lift kits better than Big O Tires and American Fork. You can call Ryan. 
He'll order all the parts for you. You drop off your rig. It's going to come out of the garage better than you could have even imagined. Thanks. Big O Tires in American Fork, your auto repair headquarters. And again, they don't just do tires, guys. Brakes, tune-ups, oil changes, uh, you name it. They tinted the windows for, on my uh, Grand Cherokee for me. You name it, they do it. Big O Tires in American Fork. Make sure you tell them you heard about it. On the Monty Show. Lopes Van Gabe, skip the Cowboys Gold Club and use the money saved as a down payment on Pebble Beach green fees. Yeah. I'm thinking about taking uh, Jakey Brown Eye to. Um, Are you talking about me? No, the other Jakey, I know. Oh, okay. My um, bad. I'm thinking about taking Jakey Too Cool to uh, on, a, on a boys' golf trip. We, we kind of need that. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to do we some. We need one Pebble. where we can bring our clubs. Yeah, I'd like to do some pebbles, some Tory Pines. What we need to do is go to L.A. for another week. Yeah. Need to get to L.A., need to get to Vegas, Las Vegas. Not Vegas way. Uh, there's great golf in Vegas. Yeah. Um, need to do a golf trip. Yeah. Absolutely need to do a golf golf trip. No doubt about it. Uh, all right. You, you, you feeling the non-sports stories today? This Kylie Jenner thing is interesting. Did you guys see that Kylie Jenner changed her yeah, baby's name? Yeah, what was name? this about now? She's dumb. Um <laughs> <laughs> what am i wrong i mean no you're not wrong but like i don't know man the okay, the jenner so, kardashian stuff. well and that's the thing okay so listen the kardashians i'm out on that yeah. i told you like i know the customers who have shopped it um, up at their store um, and it is a pro um, it's a prodigious list surprisingly nick cannon's not the father hiscock but um, I'm telling you that one, Kylie Jenner is easy on the eyes. I'm good with that. But the news this week that Kylie Jenner legally changed her son's name to Air. Q Janus. No, Air Webster. Okay. Don't fuck. Okay. Can you say Air, that again? Air, A-I-R-E, Webster. Bro, what? That's the name of the baby now. Why? Because one, they hate their children. And by the way, do you know who the father of this child is? Your mom. No, it's Travis Scott. Okay. It, Travis, she maybe, and, and that might, listen, that might be all you need to know, right? Like that, hey, it's Travis Scott, you know. Dude, what are we doing? I've often asked many people, what is Kylie Jenner? But again, Scott. but again, not even Kylie Jenner. Look at this story with Zion Williamson. Even worse, dude. Even worse. Mariah Mills. Did you guys hear about this? Mariah Mills, the porn star. Did you guys see what she put on her social media today? Yeah, positive pregnancy test. And Kick me outside. How about that? It's pointed at Zion Williamson. Oh. But I look at this Kylie Jenner situation. And I say to myself, yeah, you're, you're cute. Look at how concerned Buddy looks. Well, if your mom's lips look like that, wouldn't you be terrorized? Dude. Right? And, and look, this kid is going to be a baller from day one, no matter what. But Ayer's parents are Jenner and Travis Scott, filed the name change on March 21st, and it was approved June 23rd. The baby's name, and the baby is 16 months old, was named Wolf when he was born in February of 2022. Six weeks later, the Kardashian star shared on her Instagram story that she and Scott had plans to change his name. 
They also have a five-year-old daughter named Stormy. Her name is Stormy. They named you. <laughs> Dude. Let me get this right. You named your kid Stormy. She's a hoe. You have no ch Tell me that's not a stripper name. Well, we know. I mean, ask Donnie. Yeah. Stormy Daniels. Tell me that. Why would you name your daughter Stormy? Please. It just. Everybody gets a test. Not Candy. Not Candace. Right? Like. Not Cherry Blossom. Vexes me. Jenny? No, you a hoe. Terribly vexed. With all due respect, if your mom's name Jenny. Dude, I, I, what are we doing? I don't know. Why would you name your kid anything but like that? But why would you start it off with Wolf and then change it to respect. Air? Dude. Why? Because they're celebrities and everything's got to be new trend setting. That's why. I don't that's understand why. it. That's completely why. I don't understand. Air? I mean, that, that would, like, that, dude, that would be like, you know, that, that would be like putting olives on pizza. You don't do that. No, I would agree. Like, and it's the, an you, asinine name. But you know the worst part of this? Kylie Jenner said on The Late Show with um, Jimmy Fallon that she struggles with naming the children because Travis Scott will just come home one day and be like, hey, I've thought of a new name for the kids. Let's, <coughs> let's get the paperwork done. <coughs> He just changes his kid's name like, yeah, you know, I think I want to change their name to uh, Trampoline Onassis. Paradise. Yeah, Trampoline Paradise. Right? Like, what are we doing? Yeah, nothing good, dude. What are we doing? Nothing good. I don't understand it. Yeah. I, I really don't. And this Zion thing. Dude, I don't know what Zion's doing, bro. This is this is getting out of hand now. Or I'm sorry. This is getting out of pocket now. I don't, thank you. Out of pocket. That's the proper nomenclature. Th this is his, the love of his life. Yeah, Mariah says no cap on the pregnancy test, okay? She says it's positive for Zion. I, 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 she, I got, she's hot. No, but she's no, not. Oh, you know she's a porn star? <laughs> oh, that's right. She's not hot. Dude. And the things that she has said on social media. Like, Zion, what are you doing? Nothing good, dude. So let's recap. Okay, so she talked about things that she did with her mouth. Um, she talked about how she helped him lose weight because your career was ending. Yeah, who's got the bigger booty? She talked about Fat. how... You wanted her, and she showed DMs of you begging her to move to New Orleans. New Orleans. And then asking her, well, will you be my girlfriend? You're Zion fucking Williamson. Apparently not, though. That's the problem with this guy. Yeah, well, hey, uh, you know, listen. Hey, Mariah. Honey, honey, honey. Look, big booty, Judy. I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah, I know what time it is. If you move to New Orleans, like, can we hold hands? Will you be my girlfriend? I'm a man. Maybe we could go to prom. Come on, Zion. Let's get a scoop of ice cream and go home. And, you know, maybe we can watch Blue's Clues together. <laughs> <laughs> Will you be my girlfriend? Mariah's more Dora the Explorer, let's be honest. Debbie does Dallas. Uh, <laughs> dude, will you? She's a porn star, dude. Yeah, With all due respect. Like you're, you're Zion, you're Zion Williamson and this arm, you're Zion Williamson. And this is, 
you're dating a porn star. Well, no, you're banging a porn star. While some, well, another woman in your life is pregnant. And trying to be your wife. And now the porn star is pregnant by you as well. Uh, who, who are you, Nick Cannon? Uh, what, like, what, you, you, Nick Cannon's your mentor? Nick Cannon's got like 50 kids by 36 women. Yeah. Allegedly. I just don't get it with Zion, dude. The guy, the guy is just not mature and doesn't but more, understand But more it. to the point, more to the point, you know what I don't get? I don't get Bill Clinton. I don't get Donald Trump. I don't get Harvey Weinstein. Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos, the blue penis. I don't get these dudes that have all the money in the world and then go cheat on their wives. Leave her if you want to go bang other <coughs> chicks. <coughs> like Bill Gates, you were banging the office girl. Is it because you could? Bill Clinton, you're the president of the United States and you left a stain on her dress, sir. All the respect. Be better. Like the Kennedys with Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, but, that, but I get least, it. She's yeah. Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, dude. I mean, come on. Come on. Bill, she, her name's Monica Lewinsky, dude. murals, brother. Like, because you, is it because you can? I, yeah, probably. It, they, it's, they have, it's they, got to be. They have certain affinities. I, it's got Trevor Bauer. Yep. Trevor Bauer. But, the, but Bauer's different, dude. No. Yeah, he, he is. Yeah, he wasn't the president banging the intern. Trevor Bauer. He Tre was the baseball player. He was the Dodger banging a Padre fan. But he wasn't. Dude, it's different. You know why it's different? Because that was a fan. That was an, just another human in the world. Not your intern. You know, not the front desk lady. Not in the workplace. Right? The only reason the Trevor Bauer thing is even a problem is because the sex is heinous. Because the sex is so hardcore and out there. Yeah, and the other the other part of this that I think you have to understand is like at least with Tiger Woods, dude, it was the Perkins waitress behind Perkins in an SUV next to a dumpster. <laughs> you're a sick fuck. Like if you like if you're banging the Perkins waitress with all due respect, you're sick. Like you dude, bro. Right, like you hit that one into the water. Let's just be honest. Do you know what that's honest. like these days? Right, like they, porn stars, call girls, like again, all over the world. Tiger Woods was a sex addict. Zion Williamson's a child. You know what the difference is? Tiger Woods is the greatest of all time, and Zion Williamson hasn't done shit. And Tiger's the one that allegedly cheats on Lindsey Vaughn. The rock attack! Tiger's the one that, that is gangster, breaks up with a girlfriend, at the airport after his staff allegedly told her they were going on vacation together he'll meet you there did you you remember he'll this story meet you there <laughs> she lives in his awesome com compound and i think it's in ponte verde beach in florida i could be wrong jupiter could be wrong he has this awesome compound with four golf holes on his property he wants to break up with her you know the girl that used to manage his restaurant that same girl, oh. you moved your restaurant manager into the house, had her sign an NDA, and then when you were done running through that, you were like, yeah, I want to get out of the deep rough here. Um, the opposite. Could you move out? And she said no. So, yeah, like a, a little while later, you had your staff go to her and say, you know, Tiger would like to uh, take you on a short romantic vacation. Let's pack your shit and go to the airport. <laughs> Excellent strategy, sir. And you said yes?
Idiot. They went to the airport where she was met by one of his attorneys, allegedly, and served papers that said, you out, bitch. You're out. By the way, while you, were driving, we're out of here. By, while you were driving to the airport, Tiger was changing the locks. You're out. That's what we call gangster. So at least with Tiger, it's systematic and he was sick. He was in bed, alleged, Tiger Woods was allegedly in bed with a call girl when he found out his dad died. Oh, bloody clean, methodical, and thorough. That's a sickness. Bill Clinton, is that really a sickness? Nah, buddy just wanted a little extra. Jeffrey Epstein, yeah, you're a sick fuck. Tiger Woods, yeah, you're probably a porn addict. And we were saying that. Right, like Donald Trump. Is that a sickness? No. That's I'd a, love it to be wider. That's a, that's a power tripper, dude. <laughs> That's all that is. <laughs> did you guys hear the Donald Trump quote? This, did you, did you no, pull that No, save it for tomorrow. Save it for tomorrow. No. Dude, we got to play this quote tomorrow. Yeah, we'll play it tomorrow. Because this quote from yesterday from yeah. Donald Trump, oh my God. Yeah, didn't get to that today. It's one of the greatest ones ever. Anyway, my point is, you're stupid if you're Zion Williamson. Yes, you you're are. Just, just start cutting these girls' checks right now. Let me go ahead and I need to, hey, um, anybody refer me to an accountant? I got to get my shit straight. Because I won't be paying child support. Makes me a loving father eight, and a decent human being. 18 years I'm into this porn star for the next 18 years you're paying her your money. And a lot of it. A motherfucking, uh, uh, down, uh, a fucking. Congratulations, Zion. You lose. Yeah. Biggest bust arguably in NBA history. You're fat. And now you're poor. Because you've got two women pregnant. And they're both trying to be the one that's trying to be the one. So good luck. Hold on, hold on. Is that... Am I seeing what I think I'm seeing in the comments section here? What? Is that a legitimate comment out of Riley O'Brien? Yeah, but Riley... Dude, you're a pain in my ass. I Riley O'Brien is like one of the nicest guys ever. But the next time you get blocked by... by not by, by us. Not YouTube, by me. Yeah, the next time you get blocked by YouTube, I am not unblocking you. It's been three times that you've been blocked by YouTube now. I and, it, and I have unblocked you. Is he not merciful? <laughs> I'm not doing it. We've been through this one other time where dude was like posting the same comment over. and So Riley's been on this hard on for by the way. So YouTube said, oh, hey, we're going to give him a timeout. Do you want to release you. him from? Yeah, do you want to release him from timeout jail? So I said, yes. Then I, uh, about once a week, I go through my, hey, we block this guy for spam list. Yeah, YouTube blocks people who spam. So if you put the same comment in over and over again, which what Riley's been doing, they put you in timeout. <laughs> if you continue to do that after I release you and you go back into the wild and you put... Like Riley was putting timestamps, like for some reason he kept putting timestamps in. Blocked. So today he did it again this morning. Blocked. Do it again. I'm not going to unblock you. <laughs> like there's only some, like there's only so much time in the day. Yeah. I hope it won't come to that. But if I got to go looking, I'm not going to go. No, looking. I'm not I'm doing gonna, that. I'm not going to, I get it. I say, by the way, a lot. I'm over it now. I am, I am, I am, I am over it now. Yeah, guy, you got blocked. Yeah, YouTube, dog. Yeah, YouTube, dude. 
YouTube takes spam very seriously. So when you just keep sending, well, by the way, by the way, by, and you do it like. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Riley's issued his patented apology. Let's see. Let's see. How does this? Let's see. How did he do? Let's see what you got here. Uh, Y'all, my bad. I didn't realize I said it that much. I love you guys. I was having fun. I didn't know YouTube times me out. Yeah. It was for research purposes. No, it was not for research purposes. What? It's, it's, it's just incredibly people. Here's what I'll say. You're in the wild, man. Make the show better. <laughs> Make the show better. Like, as, I'm serious. As, as a P1, as I would call you. Because I love you, bro. I don't take it personally. Yeah, it's but, not personal. But, but if you're if you're gonna comment a lot, make the show better. Bring legitimate takes. Like like, like or at least explain it. If you're gonna keep saying, "Oh, by the way," like by the way, okay, explain it. Yeah. You know, Kelsey says people stay hating on Monty. I I guess, but what the the I don't know that Riley's a I don't think Riley's a troll. But my point is. When people comment all the time, it's really good for the show. When you comment so much that YouTube is like, hey, do you want to block this guy? He's kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah, the way they ask that is I say, hey, we've blocked this guy. Please review. Yeah, it, they put it in a review queue. Yeah. And it's Riley, I think it was seven comments or something like that were all timestamps. And I was like, what is he doing? Just t numbers. Just like numbers. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? What? Anyway. Sorry if you're offended 801 by that. says, by the way, exactly. Uh, make the show better with funny fart drops. <laughs> yeah, you see what I mean? See, like, I hold up my end, right? Like, I hold up my end of the show. He holds up his end of the show. But as usual, you guys got to hold up your end of the show. What on earth? fart drops become such a big part of the nomenclature on this show that's amazing uh tom says you can buy the way yeah at bucked up see like that makes the show better that's a good that's a good that's a good comment right bucked there up.com see uh let's see montio's a ribeye was that a real apology or was that chat gpt yeah apology? i mean i i, I sense some chat gpt <laughs> nomenclature in that apology john take it easy okay See, ja, make ja the show better. John ja Morant legitimately used chat GPT to write not <laughs> one, but two apologies. I, and Donuts says, spraying my dick? Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. No! No! Stop. <sighs> you guys, you guys, stop feeding the animals. Stop feeding the Janus. They become reliant on you. Oh, fart noises, Monty. Let's rip some zippers, bro. So it was awesome today. Real quick, and then I have to go. Yeah. Uh, we were walking up up to our usual, you know, offloading position. <laughs> and I it, it had to be a straight 30 seconds of just warding down the hallway. Oh, you guys know what warding is, right? In the comments, can you figure out what warding means? Dude, it was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> what did Riley say? Uh, I don't know. Where last comment. Last comment. Uh, okay. Uh, this is the best show on YouTube. I am a Monty Show fan for life. My bad, y'all. I go back and listen to old shows daily. Monty Show's elite. Well, I appreciate it. No, we ain't you. mad yeah, at it's you, not bro. A mad thing. I, the, the thing is, is that 
the, what you have to understand is that once you get into a place where YouTube is paying attention to you, where the algorithm has identified your account as a spam account, you're in a bad place. We can't, there's only so long that we can help you because eventually what happens is they will block you. And then it, it like it's, it, it puts it in a higher priority of like, Hey, you can't unblock this person. Yeah, That's and, the problem. And they stop telling you. Yeah. They just do it. And so then it's like, Oh, well, one where's day Riley it'll be like, been? well, where's Riley been? Like, that's how Here it usually happens. Next thing you know, buddies in the block section. Montiosa ribeye. Sounds like people from the Jack in the Box line. Well. Exactly. <laughs> yes, Mike Smith, walking while farting, and it was epic. There you go. High-fiber high, high cereal. What does this show come to? Uh, people always have to say the same thing over and over again. It really pisses me off. <laughs> you wouldn't know anything about that, would you, bro? <laughs> uh, Victor's away. Hey, uh, how's the weather today? Victor's Victor, away. Victor's away. Victor's the way. It's cloudy outside. Victor's the way. Victor's the way. Hey, is anybody hungry? Let's Victor's get... the way. Does anybody want burritos? Victor's the way. Hey, Jordan Clarkson's uh, not opting in. Victor's the way. <laughs> what do you guys want for breakfast? Victor's the way. Never heard of it. <laughs> oh, my God. Riley said, uh, that actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, the show has become huge to me. It's still the same show, but it actually makes perfect sense. And it's a lot of people. Yeah, it's not a small amount. Because you got to remember, remember when we used to get all those sex bots early on in the showroom on YouTube when we first started? All those bots, YouTube put them in that section. So, like, you're literally in that section. And it, you, the, the hardest part for us is YouTube trains itself on how people use the show. So when all those bots come in and it's, it literally asks me, do you want to block? Do you want to block? Do you want to put in timeout? And when it when it's a sex spot like that, so now it just blocks all of them automatically. Yeah. So by the way, the show's over and you've made it all the way. Yeah. All, all the way. All the way. Without talking about golf, and without taking your sunglasses off. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm legit. By the way, take them off so people know you really don't have farted on pink eye. Wow! Holy fuck! It's bright. Here. <laughs> Jake does not have farted I don't have on pink eye. I don't have look in the camera. starfish eye. I'm good, dude. I'm fine. Thank you. Yeah, his girlfriend did not beat him. Well, at least Whatever. not. We're, she doesn't ever hit him where the marks are visible. His cock. <laughs> exactly. Play the music. Good Lord. Uh, the Monty Show official golf club, of course, is Canyons Golf Park City Mountain Resort. When are you guys going to come and play with yeah, us? Dude, let's go play let's some go. golf, dude. I need a foursome. Let's go. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Say goodbye, Jake. <laughs> goodbye.